My name is Jason from MakingStarWars.net, and with me as always is Force Ghost Rob, who has no name. He does not want his name on this shit. That's okay. I understand. And, and P-Thug, the comics page. How's it Hi. going, dude? Dude, I'm I'm stoked. I watched your guys' show the other day, and I'm like, I have to, we have to, I, I need some therapy maybe after watching Andor, to be quite honest. So, uh, Or good therapy. reasons or bad reasons? I think both, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to trigger Rob. I'm afraid I'm going to trigger Rob today. Trigger so, Rob, I, I don't want to trigger you. So Set him off. Um, Set him off. That, that's what this is all about. We'll I'm looking at everybody we'll on the show who can trigger Rob. That's, that's fair. I need one of those uh, animations where, like, Red and Stimpy are just seeding under the surface. Like, yeah. Right. I, 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 all of a sudden, he'll turn from blue to red. He'll just, like, magically just transform it, yeah. uh, you know? No, it's yeah. it's it was um, – Lots, lots to ask you guys, because I'm the kind of person, 
that loves to ask people questions that I'm feeling and then get, they can have, kind of try to convince me uh -huh. to like think otherwise because I do have some, I, I love Andor. I want to make that very clear. I so love the day Andor. after Thanksgiving, we're having the airing of grievances, Seinfeld style with Pete Doug. General, General grievances. grievances. Oh, oh, yeah, yes, that's perfect. Um, no, it, a little bit. I'll get more into it later. But before I do that, I don't want to hijack your show or anything. But I want to, I want to show Rob something. Okay, Rob. All right. All right. I want to show you how legit I am for you. This is all for you, sir. Uh, I, I own this. I want to make sure you realize that I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a G. All right. So. Uh, okay. I, I'm not when I say I'm, I legit like Avatar. I'm not just saying that to be like, <laughs> no, I legit like I got this for my 29th birthday, so mm -hmm. um, because I, I asked for it, so um, which, <laughs> no, I not did. as I, a goof, right? No, like, right? It's, yeah, no. Wait, Look, this, as a, this was, was it as a general grievance? General grievances. That's good. <laughs> um, no, like the weird thing. About, do, you, do you know anything about this version at all, or this uh, this um, release the extended? at all? Well, because it comes edition. with, well, yeah, it's got like 800 editions on it. And the hilarious yeah. thing is, um, it's got like a PG version on it. Do you remember, do you hear about this at all? No, I just yeah, watched they have, the extended version. Yeah, they have like a, like an edited for families version. But that was interesting. What, so, no nips? This is the no one nips. I got. Are there, it's been a minute since I've been there. This is oh, the one I got. Oh, oh, I, I, had, see, I had a horrible. Jason the G2. I had a horrible adventure with it the other night. My my daughter really? saw the trailer for it and wants to see it. She's like, Dad, I want to see it. I was like, well, hey, we're in then. And so I got us the tickets and everything, but she never saw the first movie. And I own it in 3D. I tried to play it on the next-gen system. It won't play 3D. It won't do it. Oh, it just okay. says no. We don't care. So I got the old Xbox of my son's, and we set it up. We're like, going to do it. The mm -hmm. 3D glasses don't have batteries. I'm like, fuck. So then we go out, we go on this adventure trying to find uh for, for these guys, these old mm. 3D glasses. Oh yeah. They have this little battery thing in the back right here. And that battery uh -huh. size, not so easy to find, but I found it at a drugstore for ten dollars each. And so Whoa! I got, yeah, 20 bucks, basically movie tickets. And so then um, so I, I get them, we go home, we put it in the old Xbox, my son's old Xbox, we start it, we watch two minutes into it, and then it just locks up. <laughs> it won't even play it anymore. It won't do oh. it. Yeah. So I was like, well, Penny, no. we're going to have to bootleg this shit somehow. Because <laughs> I don't feel bad about fucking bootlegging a movie when I own the fucking thing. So, um, yeah. It, no, I, I, don't, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find you a paid way. paid money for it. Yeah. Well, I, I told it. you, I've ripped all my 3D Blu-rays and just stream them to Oculus. But when I watch them downstairs, I have one of those, uh, what do you call those, region-free they're not hard. They're like 200 bucks. Mm. You can get a region-free 3D Blu-ray player that works brilliant because, sad to say, most of the fucking great releases... No, no, no. Most no, of no, the no, great no, releases... Like talk. I, just, I just like to do <laughs> yeah, that sometimes. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. It has an effect. It has an effect. <laughs> I, um... What was I saying? I mean, I could just think You're, about sorry, Chandler Dick now. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. And I'm going to enjoy my I, coffee. I've never... <laughs> So I'm not a big video game guy, but I have I have um, the, the, the PlayStation um, VR thing. Can you watch 3D movies in VR or the VR headset? Do you guys, anyone know about that? Anyone in the chat? Well, VR is that? 3D. Whether it streams the 3D thing from the PlayStation or not, I don't know. That's just a codec. You know what I mean? Like the ability to right. do that on their end. So there should be no reason to. Okay. I would say, though, 
your your best bet is i mean get even an oculus quest one but the two is even better for resolution and then yeah. just stream it from there's a free app you can get called um what's it called it's a free fucking i'll, I'll get you the name later man right, right, right but, yeah um, i appreciate it yeah like it's like a big movie theater screen right and then <clears throat> you can just stream you can do the oculus link from your pc and then stream it right in there and i gotta be honest man i just sit back I sit in an IMAX size screen, you know, movie theater on my VR set. Turn on Mad Max Fury Road or Avatar or fucking oh, hell yeah, dude. Beauty and the Beat and uh, Lion King 3D, and I just trip out, you know, like that's just trip the closest out. thing just, to just, doing. Just hit a joint, yeah, and just trip trucks. out. That's the closest thing. Just, yeah. just do it. Just get the <laughs> I I get blown away every time, like like a little kid. Yeah. Like this is fucking. Well, the crazy, the good thing about 3D and VR is you never lose any of the effect because you're seeing in 3d the whole time doesn't matter where you turn your head you never get any of the yeah you know i haven't i have the vr thing this is what sucks dude my my buddy basically gave me the the vr for ps for playstation and i've only used it like once or twice and i just because i just i'm bad with video games i just i'm so lazy and just i need to get on it more anyway i have mm -hmm. vader's quest whatever for vr and i've never played it i need to, I need oh, to vader immortal vader it. immortal but more yeah yeah, yeah, quest is a. I don't um, want to correct you. I know what you meant, but if no, I please, don't, somebody please, in the please. comments will. So I'm just Th that's fine. cutting out the middleman. I, I appreciate, <laughs> I, Jason. Thank you for watching out for me. And the last thing, I'll, the last thing I'll, I'll hijack your show on is for both of you, is uh, and for those who are looking for Star Wars gifts for people, give the gift that keeps on giving, which is probably out of print now, but the IDW newspaper strips by um, oh. uh, you know, for Star Wars by Al Williamson and uh, what's what's his name. Russ Manning, whatever his name is. Is, but, is, no, that, is that the colorized sure. version or the black and yeah. white version? Well, it's both. It's both? It's both. Interesting. Because, well, let me, let me show you. Right. Uh, this is, oh, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Jason. So this is, hey, wow. Uh, no, so this is yeah, black and white. So I have like the Monday, through, the Monday through Friday, Saturday, and then it has the Sunday, oh. like, color. It looks okay. good. But, cool. dude, I, no, I it's love a great it. book. It's great. It's great. Dude, Al, well, this is uh, not... Al Williamson. He turns into Al Williamson it's, later, but all three are phenomenal. So, yeah, the party. I'll get nerdy on you. Sorry, Meg. We'll we'll, we'll <gasps> let the woman talk. Sorry, in a Meg. Oh, hi, Meg. I, uh, <laughs> just running you right. Say over. Hi. You can say yeah, hi to her. Yeah. I mean, come no, we on. can't. No, we can't. I don't buy so, usually. I need to get her to animate my ghost. You know what I mean? So I could do the same thing. Like I like it. I like it. So I'll animate your ghost for you. Yeah, do it. There you go. That way, I could be like so, um, Rob bouncing on my boy's dick. All right, go on. In terms of reprints, the best I've seen would be the um, the Batman Year One recent re-release because they recreated the, the texture the of newspaper. like newsprint yeah. paper. Jay yeah, and when they, oh. they they and it comes in two editions. It comes in the original newsprint yeah. uh, version and the watercolor re-release. But they managed it's to the keep absolute. the paper feel. Yeah, right. yeah it's yeah. the absolute. It's Jason, yeah, my my buddy has that. Yeah, it's amazing. Every comic should be printed that way. I, I can't stress. I agree. When things feel agree. cheap as shit. Yeah, when when things feel cheap as shit, you just think they're cheap as shit. This is why like they put weights in headphones and shit, right? To make them feel like they're worth more. Remember, Jason, remember the Sega Genesis controllers? How cheap they felt compared to the Super Nintendo uh, ones? You could hear them rattling yeah. around and shit. Yeah, that matters, right? <laughs> yeah, but but it was it, but it went the other way. First, you're like Nintendo's controllers little. It is nice for my little tiny hands, but now I'm a big boy. And then you're like, this Genesis controller is where it's at. And then Super Nintendo's like. Oh, here's a little tiny controller and it feels nice. And you're like, oh, whatever, Genesis. Jason, and, and the complaint your tiny little something. My else. tiny little hands, Meg. Come on. 
hands. <laughs> well, um, the complaint is that it would it will increase the cost of paper. I'm like, when you're paying like six bucks a comic, an extra dollar, right? Like, yeah. Well, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like at this point, just don't make it feel cheap. Whatever. Well, plus, and, and and the coloring from back in the day just looks better on cheaper paper. To be quite honest, I mean, I I don't like the recoloring a lot of the new of new comics. I mean, I'm sorry, Jason. I've tied we've had no you, no. Go ahead, man. I apologize. So no no. no but, out, but, dude. Yeah. It's the airing of thank it's you. Why, it's why, why you need film grain? It's why you need film grain, Jason. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, well, there, it, it's right. an element, right? I mean, like we're we have audio people on here, so I could tell you, like you know, t- you know, analog sounds a lot richer and different than pure digital. You don't files. have to speak I mean, his language you don't have to speak the i name, can speak right? all we your can languages i can go comics no. i can go music I, i'm just gonna start talking about stratocasters Rob. and casios mm-hmm. oh god oh that fucking bullshit so. yeah don't, don't even get me i'm not a gearhead like he probably jason i guarantee you're more of a gearhead than i am i never yeah. was a gear guy meg's gonna talk to us about producing music and i'm gonna have to go watch mm-hmm. the beatles documentary that's awesome again, that's awesome i'm a bit of a gearhead when it comes to bass guitars but Oh hell yeah! All right, what what's your what's your sorry, Rob? What's your what's your uh, what do you blast there, or what do you play? I have a fifty-one Telecaster bass, which oh. isn't the traditional Telecaster body which they made for guitars, but not right, for basses. Right. And Damn. I think in two thousand and ten to twelve, Squire released a variety of Telecaster basses, but I wanted like the authentic one. It's custom wow. shop, but it's good. Yeah, I've never played a Telecaster bass. That's crazy. They call it make the funk truck. Okay. No, they don't. Well, like, are they like one second ago? Yeah. Whiffer. What would you compare the sound? Because I don't even know. I don't even know if I even heard a Rickenbacker or some no Rickenbacker. Sorry, uh, Telecaster bass. What? How, what would you compare the sound to? Yeah. Is it like a Mustang bass kind of? Like does it kind of? I would have compare that? more to Precision. Okay. It's not got, I guess the the sleek feel of like a a jazz bass. Mm-hmm. It's more similar bases. to precision, I would say, but it's got okay. more tonal. It's got like that woodiness you'd get from I don't know, like a like a Hofner violin bass type of thing, but it also is can it... hold up well in funk and stuff that's a bit more okay, not aggressive so but punchy. Is it... yeah. So is it, so it's more mid, more mid and low, less high. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fascinating. Okay, fascinating. By the way, Hofner so, so, would make a great like, star. By the way, yeah. I know, I, do, I know. Jason's like, oh, yeah. See, Hofner. Oh. All yeah, right. that's a good but, but Star Wars I, name. I, Write that one down. I, well, see, it's not much I know about gear. I just have a Fender, I had a Fender um, uh, Mexican yeah. jazz bass, and that's all I rock. Tony Gilroy is just yeah. geeking out right now. You know? I have a Squire yeah. jazz bass, but I need to get it back. To be fair, squ- Squires have improved so much over the last mm-hmm. few oh, years. Oh, yeah, Squires are – yeah. They're good touring instruments. You know, you can, you know, they well, sound almost as good as the other stuff, you know. Yeah, like Absolutely. in the crap, you in, know. In the 90s, all the old guys to me, old guys to me, were using real like knockoff fenders or like, yep. like, like, yep. like Mexican fenders and stuff like that. Yep. And yep. then yep. by the time you get to like our age, me and Paul's age, you end up getting squires and then just putting better pickups in it. And you're like, yeah, just, just, we're here. It, yeah, we did it. We did it. Yeah. I, so, I was telling Jason about the, the base six, which has a classic kind of sixties feel about it. It's, it's an oh, octave yeah. guitar, if you will. It's mm-hmm. E to E an octave lower. It's kind of the oh. radius of, of a, a baritone. <laughs> say e to e. I love that bass. I'm all about it. Oh. You think you're playing my ecstasy. I, I, I said this to Jason last week. Sometimes I'll just be, I don't know, doing the dishes. And I'll just think of Rob's Filoni impression. It makes me laugh. Every no, time. Yeah, Filoni, his Filoni is amazing. 
I, I, didn't I want tell a whole him, episode of Filoni. Yeah, yeah. You really don't. You really don't. But you think no, you do, I do. You know? No, yeah. I do. Filoni. I, I'm, I'll, so, I'll commit. I'll commit. Remember when everyone said they wanted a whole sequel to Ragnarok and then they got what they they got what they got. You know? Remember, um, Meg said, why is Super Drag always next to Boots? I thought you said Super Drag. Did Paul leave? Did we leave? Did we lose Paul? I thought Paul was supposed no, to no, tell I'm us here. why he did and didn't like. Oh, okay, Andor, I had to get, get something. No, I was like, I was like, remember that band Super Drag? Oh, I love Super Drag, dude. They're fucking great, right? Super I good. listened to them last oh, night yeah. while I was dr- doing, like, driving the kids, and I was like, Regret this stuff is good. Yeah, it's so good. But anyways, dude, uh, Super they have, Drag sounds like Super Drag. Um, Super Drag's third record is really mm-hmm. good. The second one's not bad, but it's they did it with I think Jerry Finn, that guy um, that. that uh, famous like rock producer in the 90s and 2000s whatever yeah um super super good um he has some good songs on there but it's not their third album is i think their best after the first regretfully yours is a, a loud ma- like masterpiece for pop pop songs okay so, Meg, i'm not sure if you know that if you know that band no, at no. all but super drag like loud oh. stuff like regretfully yours is legit yeah yeah it, I, I was referring to super know. drug the shop because right. jason said drugstore and here in the UK, there's like two, there's Boots and Superdrug. And for some strange reason, if you live in London, you know this, they're always right next to each other. They're competitors. And one has, you know, Superdrug has far cheaper prices, but they're always right next to each other. And like, I never understood the business model of that. Like Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out. It's like Pretty that much. Here. If they it's were like right Isn't next there... to each other. Yeah, and also think about all the other super bands like you have Supergrass, which I think is in 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 uh, UK. Uh, yeah, they sure were they were part monkey and they were great. Yeah, like they're, they were. Yeah, they they were part of the Apes Men. They look like they look like super they were chunk. Super Chunk was great. Yeah, super, yeah, Super Chunk. Yeah, super Chunk is good too. So yeah. a, lot, a lot of good super bands. I have one Supergrass album. I haven't listened to it in like ten years, but you got Ash. I like you got Sonic Youth. You got Kim Gordon. By the way, Kim Gordon made a made a record last year. Super good. Uh, I think it was maybe last oh, year, okay. maybe the year before. But it's more like Kim Gordon got Logic on her Mac and went to town. And I was like, yeah, and probably has built up emotions from her recent. Uh, yeah, problems yeah, it's or, recent to or, us. I'm sure it's been years, but yeah, it's recent to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there was that that fucking Rob- Portlandia joke about when Thurston and uh, Kim Gordon broke up, and uh, the MTV generation of the time couldn't take it, and then now it's run by little kids. It's funny. Anyways, uh, but Star sorry, Wars. Sorry. I could do Star Wars. I could do Star Wars, you guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, you bring new people on the show. They don't want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Paul's 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 old school internet uh, Star Wars, so he gets he can yeah. do whatever he wants pretty that, much at this point. That's right. Paul, uh, we got sorry, news. Guys. We got we got, we got some news? news. I accidentally made some news. Oh, Star Wars movie rumored. <laughs> I to just begin. like the peak. I like the hold on. Scroll down where he's just peeking over. Scroll down. Scroll. Oh, down. No, no, other wait, way. Wait. There you go. Uh oh, look at look at look at Lindelof disapproving, like, I want my movie next. And then he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm willing my movie to be next. And he's like, I want my movie next. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. making actually the Rolex men next. Yeah, it's going <laughs> yes. to be a whole thing about Rolexes. They all wear nice watches. So uh, when it when it starts off there, like Bespin Bolton's always like, "Okay, man, like you got a you got a quarter for for an old an old clone trooper." 
So if you want to buy um, him a, a coffee, you can. And on his website, bestmanbolton.com, you can do it. I did it the other day. So I'm not doing it again. Stop fucking asking me, dude. Just taking my kids to McDonald's, man. We just want to get a happy meal get the fuck out. We don't have time to hear your whole fucking story. I'm sorry. Life sucks. I've tried, okay? I buy you a hamburger. One hamburger? All right. So th that's how it goes, right? So anyways, uh, the next Star Wars film isn't to hit theaters until December 2025. This is Bestman Bolton. But according to a new rumor, pre-production on an untitled Star Wars movie could begin as early as April or May at Pinewood Studios, London. Berkshire. Sorry, he always says Berkshire on that one. The rumor comes okay. from making... Berkshire. Yes, sir. We're in the seat, sir. Uh, the rumor comes from making Star Wars via his daily YouTube show where he said the following. Now, this is some Inception shit right now. I was talking to some people at Pinewood Studios, and there's some evidence that there will that they will be shooting a Star Wars movie. I don't think shooting beginning construction on a Star Wars movie around April to May. So if you think about it, this might actually be a good sign for the Taika Waititi project. How it sounds like it's going to go is Taika's going to turn in his movie around December, and then they'll, Lucasfilm, no. And if it does happen around April or May, they will start making sets. That's what I've heard. That's me, okay? I think I said it that way. It's me, okay? And then Bestman goes on to say, Over the summer, a report from The Hollywood Reporter revealed that Taika Waititi's film was scheduled to begin filming sometime in early 2023, but no additional details were provided at the time, and there has been no update on the project since. However, since, the, since then, there's been growing momentum around Damon Lindelof's Watchmen, The Leftovers, untitled Star Wars film, which some believe including reliable insider and journalist Jeff Snyder will begin will now take the December 2025 20, release date previously reserved for YTD's project. Yeah, uh Jason, I can confirm oh, hey, it's called the uh it's called the Star Wars Leftovers. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> the last shred of any fucking idea I had that I wrote down in a yellow pad and yeah, just cobbling it together into Man, uh, George, another you're trilogy. So bitter. Some, huh? so George is bitter. I well, it's the turkey, you know. I'm I'm a diabetic. Is it is it the tryptophan? Tri tryptophan sounds like a fucking George Lucas bounty hunter. Uh, Isn't turkey supposed to make you on, sleepy? Is, yeah, that's what tryptophan does, right? Or yeah. my oh, no, not if you're diabetic. No, you, know, you get rage. <laughs> oh. You get rage. <laughs> yeah, I'm raging. This is uh, this is it. This yeah, is it. you're gonna flip the BB8 over. I mean the uh, the the, B, the B2 EMO like he's a table. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, one thing that I want to say is uh, I'm I'm guessing on this part because I don't know Jeff Snyder and I, I know that Jeff Snyder ain't a faker. He's he's real. He's he's legit. He's got le legit shit. In my opinion, this is just my opinion now. I think Jeff is hearing what everyone thinks is going to happen inside. I think they think Taika is not going to come through. They think he's not going to have the script up to snuff and that they're going to pass on it for now. And then they will go ahead with the leftovers guy with Damon Lindelof. I think that's where that's what they, that's what his sources. That's the vibe they have. That is my guess here. And uh, so, and I'm not saying it, it's, there's going to be anything. All I know for certain right now is it's a Disney project at Pinewood. 100% it's a Disney project and it's coming to Pinewood and people are being sort of held on some kind of reserve for, for that. 
and um, I don't want to use the wrong language and say the wrong thing. So, but that's not to protect what, who I'm talking about, the people I know. So let's just put it that way. And, uh, <laughs> Frank Marshall. Sorry. Frank Marshall, Kathy Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> Civil Lucas from Civil War. But so, anyways, point being, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if um, those people are making a movie around the summertime. Um, I think we'll know closer to March if those people are are are, are hired and on. Usually, that's around we start here when we we start hearing concretely. So people going, "Hey, going to be starting Star Wars next month," and then you're like, "Okay, cool." And uh, so I think around <clears throat> around March, that's when we'll know what all of this means. And um, unless they tell us before then, we probably won't won't know. But also, I wonder if they would um, announce it at Celebration because there'll be a celebration about that time, too. You know, Jason, wasn't there like a while ago at, uh, around um, before uh, Rise of Skywalker or between Last Jedi, there was like there was something about holding the kind of the same thing, like holding uh preparing for sets to be made for something that never came through that was I remember a long time was it was it was yeah it was yeah but never made it right so yeah okay so so that's that it's very possible that very well could happen again is what yeah. you're saying correct oh yeah okay. for sure i mean they they even right. started making the kenobi sets they started like the the, the preliminary work okay. on getting like that anchor head set made out there and stuff like that and then they uh just were like, well, let's tear it down. I mean, it's not as expensive. It's not cheap, but it's not as expensive as some people think just to put up fucking wood walls. You know what I mean? Like, like for, and the, their people are, are generally there. Like foundations. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I, I have no idea. Like, like we did see a photo and it, it, it that it was Tatooine. You could tell it was Tatooine in the photo. Um, but I don't know how in depth they got on that stuff. So hopefully someday somebody will show us. But um, so. <coughs> Excuse me. Currently, we have an abundance of Star Wars. This is Bespin Bulletin again. Currently, we have an abundance of Star Wars films in various forms of development. As mentioned, we have a film from Taika Waititi, which was announced back in 2020, which is being written alongside Christy Wilson Cairns, Last Night in Soho, The Good Nurse, Rogue Squadron from Patty Jenkins. I, don't th I think that one's yeah. dead personally, but I hope I'm wrong, which has been identified. Well, I want to see a Rogue Squadron movie. I don't really care if it's Patty Jenkins or not, to be honest, which uh, um, right. had been indefinitely delayed due her to commitments to Wonder Woman 3. An untitled Marvel Studios head, Kevin Feige and Michael Waldron, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and uh, Damon Lindelof, Star Wars movie, which has been which has quickly come together this year and has already has as a director attached. Um, Charmaine obeyed Chinoy. Miss Marvel, The Girl in the River. And finally, we have a trilogy from The Last Jedi writer and director Ryan Johnson, who's, whose trilogy was announced way back in 2017. So and I don't, don't think that one is going to be coming in the next year or so. So, but we, we shall see. Uh, one second. Uh-oh. We lost him. Jason. <laughs> well, uh, I can. I, so, Rob, any which one do you want to have come first? I'm curious what your what your preference would be. I prefer delayed well, gratification. So, just extended okay. the ones out as long as human, maybe till 2040. You know, robots will be edged. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, maybe what you, Meg, which one would you want to have come first? Whichever one comes first, comes first, and there'll be a surprise, and we'll eat it up, and hopefully it'll be salty fair. and tasty. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Someone, will, 
someone will be salty about it, right? No matter what it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> people love people love to complain. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know, like like I'm I'm cool with the with the uh, complaining thing. To be honest with you, me too. I, when, it's, when it's when there's sincerity to it. Yeah. You know, when you start when you start fucking bringing up bricks and shit, that's when you lose me. Just to be honest with you, that's when I'm like, word. That's when I'm like, okay, this is just a perspective for super chats, and you're not fucking fooling me, and you're probably fooling some middle schoolers, but not me. And um, so so it's like, uh, uh, but we were kind of talking before the the uh, or when we started the show, and we never got to it. Your Andor yeah. kind of like thing. Did were were you happy with yeah. Andor, or or were you on the fence about it? Like like where did you end well, up in the end? Okay, so just for the record, I, I love Andor. I I'll make, I'll make that very clear. I I yeah. do. I'm kind of Jason. You know me a little bit as far as like for a while now, a little bit, you know, and and know that I just I can be a contrarian. Like I just I I like to do that sometimes. I don't always like to go with the grain. I like to go against the grain. I like to like zag where people zag, whatever you know. And that's not, I don't like to do it just for the sake of doing it either. Right. It's just, it's just kind of what, how usually I usually do things now. It just sucks because, you know, as we all know in star Wars right now and everything we do that it's, you know, people love to like complain or, or put things on pedestals or downplay something. And, you know, for what, I don't know, whatever. And, and it just kind of bums me out because I, I tend to be like kind of in the middle of everything. And I kind of, Jason, I relate to you a lot in that way because we talked about like things you don't love in Star Wars. Maybe you don't as much as other people. You still find value in it because of Star Wars. And mm -hmm. and it just sucks because I feel like you don't have to tear things down to build things up or build things up and tear, you know, vice versa. Right. So Andor, I, I love Andor. I make it very clear. I love a lot of it. I do feel it's weird that I've seen a lot, at least on my timelines, the people I've seen, their favorites, their favorites. You see the stuff on Twitter. Um you know, people saying like, this is the what Star Wars needs to be. And this is what Star Wars is. And this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life for Star Wars. And I don't, I don't want to take that away from other people because that's sure. their truth. Right. Yeah. But it's just weird fun. to see all that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, I see that and I'm like, okay, that's cool. I don't agree with that at all, but okay, that's cool. Um, And then I, I everyone was kind of hyping up the finale and, I, and I've loved what we've gotten for the most part, which we'll get, I'll get to that in a second. But um, the finale, I I think I'm like one of the only people who just thought it was, it was good. It wasn't like amazing. It was just, it was solid. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't think it was as good as people were saying it was or made it out to be. And again, maybe that's my. I think Kathleen Kennedy got him. Kathleen Kennedy it strikes again <laughs> as much. And I had some issues with some of the things they, they. You're back. You're back. That's awesome. You're back. Oh, I'm back. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, yeah. I, I just had some issues. Yes, some sir. No, sir. It's a smelter back here, sir. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, no, I just have some issues with, I think, how the thing with Luthen and and and, uh, and Cassian happened. And I'm curious what you guys think about this. This is okay. one of my questions I wanted to ask you. Because, and I was talking to one of my, I, I'm on a, a podcast called The Saga Continues with my good friends, Kyle and Tim. We're going to break everything down soon. Um, but, like, I asked him, I'm yeah. like, I had a list of things that my issues with, and one of them I wanted to get his, you know, he, he disagreed with me on. And I'm curious what you guys all think is that Luthen and Andor's relationship. I thought was interesting because they, they built it up through episode two and three and four to be like this, you know, like he's really like, he pinpoints Andor himself, right? Like he seeks him out and puts him on this mission. It succeeds. And then I thought I was curious because in the middle, they like, oh, we got to kill him. It's a loose end. I'm like, what? 
Okay, no, I guess. It wasn't in the middle. It was after the fallout. And then they realize how big everything is. And I think you got to remember, man, like, you ever see a kid when they actually go, oh, I'm going to steal a candy bar from the store and they steal a candy bar from the store. And then they're like, I got to hide the candy bar. They can't even eat the fucking candy bar. They don't know where to put the candy bar. They don't know what to do. Anyone who was with me when I got the candy bar needs to be fucking beat down. And we got to murder my best friend because they saw him. Take the- <laughs> like, like when the heat goes on. I like this movie already. You know, when the heat goes on, everything, then it's like, I got to protect me, you know, and like, that's where it's like we don't know who this fuck you know kill he up did, any loose ends this he did the thing the is vow. they were he did, he that's did the take, thing yeah i was about to say that jason is yeah. is there's a value to take when you actually join their rebellion he was just a hired hand you know an expendable hired hand he you know he was sort of banking on maybe that guy wouldn't even make it out of there you know and, and, and when well, he's like not, the only guy who first, lives at first he's banking on him actually just joining them and then when, right. when that's what that's that, what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and yeah, Cassian's, Cassian's just like, not nah, need money, got bills, sorry. And once that happens, he's like, Well, this guy's capable and we could still use him, we could still use him on it. And then uh I think there was sort of a plan to have him killed. Like if you notice when they go into the bunker to 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 rob Aldani, she sends him in first, thinking if mm. any of us are gonna take the bullet. It's going to be him. So I think they expected there to be losses in the, the fight, and they expected it would be him. That didn't happen. The guy just keeps surviving. He's, you know what I mean? He keeps making it. But I think, I, so I think Luthen's stuff is a bit, there's a little bit of amb- ambiguity there that I think yeah. where, where you have valid criticism, but I also think that you can make that work for you. No, no. I, you know, and I, that's the thing is, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. I think it's only ambiguity. If you're assuming that that in Star Wars, because of the way it's sort of been written up into this point in in cinematic live action stuff, is that when a character shows you who they are, that's who they are unless they go completely opposite, and then they never like it's there's never any like subtlety to what they're doing in the way that a CIA operation would go down, or you know you got to really like kind of watch the Born Legacy really to kind of get like nuances of like geopolitical or Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy ever or so like. This is like, like when you, when you have an asset that gets put out somewhere and then like they're compromised, what do we do? You know what I mean? Like, like it's just not as, it's, it's even, I would say it's more black and white in a Mission Impossible film, you know, even the more recent ones than, than it is here. And that's sort of what's interesting is because for me, like Luthen's the kind of guy who like, no one really, like they all want to start something and yet they can't even get their own shit together. There's like 15 right. million different sections of things that can't agree you know, on one fucking, and, and, and even beyond agreement, they don't even know who's in their own little group, you know, <laughs> like, Luth, like, Saw's like, who's, who's, who, who's working for you? Is everyone working for you? Who's working for I don't know who's working for you, you know, two's working for I don't know who's working for me. Like, like, there isn't a, there isn't a full group yet. Like, once there's an actual rebellion, this stuff goes away. Once they're unified and they're like, sure. we're 100% a rebellion, well, Rogue you know, one, like, Rogue One shows us they really don't, we we won't even get that in the Andor series. No, no. Like in Rogue no, One, they they don't. They're like a committee who can't agree, and then and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's not until Cassie's the Death like, Star plans, the gaining the Death Star plans, and then the destruction of the Death Star is really what creates the formal rebellion that we know. Like like that's that's really the fire is like defeating, showing the Empire can be defeated. You know, like is and that you first see it in Rogue One where they lose, but it's not like a spectacle. The Death Star being blown up, I mean everyone fucking heard about that. So that just, you know, is starts right. the 
the dominoes falling. So, look, you could say I prefer a character to give me their exposition and let me know where they stand so I'm not wondering about it. But I always say that, okay, if the guy who made it explains to you what's going on and then you go back and watch it and it's there, then it's there. It's not – what I don't like is when you watch a movie and someone has to explain it to you and then you look at it and you're like, yeah, I think you're making that up to make sense out of this. That's not there. It's here. Like it actually – all this stuff is here. It's actually happened in the story. But they're just not doing like exp- they're not exposition lording it, you know. Like there's a lot that. of visual. I can do that with the prequels for you if you need me to, Rob. Just let me know. This is why when we first started watching the series, I'm like, you know, this reminds me of Jackie Brown. When Jackie oh, Brown came out, yeah. people were expecting more Pulp Fiction. It wasn't liked when it came out. You got to yeah, remember. I, I, I remember. I remember. Yeah. It wasn't I'm, liked. I'm your age. And, and I, I get her. <laughs> yeah, and and I remember. and yeah. the the biggest complaint came from folks complaining about film. Robert De Niro in the movie. Not saying anything. We, we ever wanted to hear Robert De Niro give one of those Quentin Tarantino, you know, speeches. And he's just sitting there reacting, you know, he's doing a lot with his face. And you look at it now, you're like, that's genius. Like, because you can see what's going on, but that's not, you know, like, that's not something that, you know, goes well for someone who's like, I just wanted to see him raise Holy Hellfire and the Big Macs and, you know, <laughs> Big Macs. <laughs> you well, know? And, and- I have rebuttals, but I want to make. I I don't want to assume you have anything to add. I, I don't. Yeah, I just want to make sure I give you a chance because I do have some rebuttals. I want to go to you guys, but I want to give you a chance if you have, if you had anything to add. No, not really. Okay. Yeah. What last thing I'll just say to go back is the the way I interpret um, Luthen is that like I I totally get what both of you guys are saying. The only thing that I would say that I, I have a problem with what, what how it works is that Luthen comes in, he risks his life to get Cassian, basically. It's it's like he's, him doing this is all, it's a big deal. And so it's, and he makes it sound like he lets Cassian put a blaster to his head. Like, it's it's not like he's just like, I recruit you, come on, let's go over it. He like gives him like valuable things. Like they've, and they, this is all deliberate writing in the script. So it's not like mm-hmm. it's, you know, just kind of nuanced, you know, kind of, you know, read interpret interpretation. This is full on like Luthen's putting himself on the line for this guy. At least that's the way I perceive it. And it's just weird that he's like, Oh, he survived. He didn't want to join. We got to kill him. It's like, I, it, I don't it's, know. It just seems it's, it's a little, but if Luthen yeah. was a character, if Luthen was a guy who was sitting there telling Diego Luna or, and, or, you're really great. You're really great. You're the best. I believe in you. And he's like, no, don't. I don't. I don't believe in myself. You believe in you. You could be the best. So everyone be like, this. This guy's overhyping this motherfucker. Like, the, if you, if that's I the way they it. wrote it, you'd be like, I don't believe in this guy. It's like everyone. It's like the problem I have when people don't want to watch Mission Impossible because they go, everyone keeps saying how great Ethan Hunt is, and I don't like Tom Cruise. Everyone keeps saying how Andor is, and I don't like Diego Luna. I don't feel anything for him. Like, like that's so that's that's one way you can write that. The other way is to have a character who's. I went this way and I believed it, but now tomorrow I don't, you know, because I got my own shit to cover. That's just a more human response. No, I, you know? I, and I agree with that. I think that's the way I'm in, I, I definitely took it. It just was, I thought it was just ended kind of weirdly, especially with the very, 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 very end. Um, the only thing I wish they would have done then, cause I love Luthen. Luthen's my favorite character in the whole show. I think he's fucking amazing. Um, yeah. and like this for, for the record, yeah. I just wish they would have maybe before we saw him interact with Andor there would or something would have seen but took the off to like hey i'm gonna build this guy up like how we did in episode three but maybe have something to kind of explain that like people everyone's expendable and he'll, he's willing to put his life out for even people he thinks are expendable that's just he li- has to live like that it, it, 
it's just not all right. Completely... But that, that's that's you having seen the whole series and then saying no, if I could go I, back I and rewrite that's it, which thought, no that's one why, can do. That's why know. I thought it was jarring a little, a little jarring the way he's like, oh, we need to kill him. I thought that was all him. That was all for show, to be honest. When they were mentioning it, and then when he shows up, and then I'm like, oh, he's actually there to kill him. And then he, and then Cassian's like, oh, you're there to kill me. It's 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 just yeah, it's just that wasn't I thought as clear and as as precise as people maybe are maybe make it out to be that's just one thing I, and you did you guys all helped me understand that better I, well luthan always what, lies that? like luthan constantly lies remember when he's in the that's elevator true. talking to um a weasel weasel dick and weasel dick is like lonnie, lonnie? Hey man they got yeah they got they got they got this chick and she's after us and he's like oh that's great that's perfect he's like you have anything to do with that nah nothing to do with it like he's just lying all the fucking time you think he think he think at that point he thinks that's great he doesn't think it's great but he is finding a way to use those things to his benefit right well, like so, because like, you like, can't do anything do about things. that like do, do the, both factions in the show are obsessives luthan mm. and and clea are obsessive and this rebellion thing, they become obsessed with it, but they are obsessing about every detail together, every possible outcome. It's like a chess game where they're seeing if the buyer does this, then it means we sell to and like they have their whole language wrap mapped out. They have every eventuality that they can predict laid out on, on the table for them. And it's the same thing with the bad guys to some extent, like like. uh the milky fascist she's like completely like is obsessed as her underling what's his name um serial karn serial karn um they're both like Sir. so all these people are are obsessed with this like same kind of thing but andor comes in and he's kind of the, the wild card of the whole thing and like it, it just i think it like it turns everything up upside down on on its head so like when when he does say like oh that's great she knows that's great she's there a part of me thinks is with you, Rob, where I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think he really truly thinks it's great. Them not thinking anything is what he truly wants. But at the same time, he's already thought about that. He's already thought about what, because he knows, he knows all the people who are there. He's got, he's got the plant there. He knows who all of those people are, what they're doing. He knows Lonnie's kid had a kid. He knows these people. I think he's been doing the intel. I think he's like been laying the groundwork and that paranoia that Sagarera has based off of him is the fact that it Sagarera just knows that, like, who do you have? Who is working for you? What do you? And he just seems to always have his hand in things. So it, it's yeah, uh, plus when you're at that point, I, I figure when you're at that point in a career of like espionage, mm -hmm. you can't obsess over what the way things should be. You can't go, well, that shouldn't have happened, and and oh no, they know about this. Oh, that that shouldn't that isn't right. That's you gotta immediately go okay that's that's where the pieces that person made that move on the board right or they made these series of moves on the board that's just that's what happened i have to utilize those moves to my benefit at this point that's the only way you can think that is yeah. not how we've typically seen star wars when have we seen star wars so far as like hey uh the empire is doing this we gotta react everyone ready go get the ships you know you're just like whoa hold, hold on maybe we should think no all the ships get all oh, the ships get every just... ship put lasers on them you know star destroyers mm. just fucking get all the ships get naboos you know get naboodies I mean, that's another that's well that's the other well planet. you remind me behind naboos you, re the you reminded me and wait yeah. rest in peace yeah 
Yeah, McCollum threw that one in and they had to trim it out. <laughs> it was in that edit. You can see who's, them watching in the that? booty footage and huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh that's that's the guy with coke blown hair. Um oh. yeah, but oh. yeah. <laughs> what? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> My favorite, I was rewatching the the making of the Phantom Menace when they're watching that first screening, right? And then he just has his hand over his mouth and his eyes are wide open. <laughs> Like it's, it's just. Could you imagine, like Jason? You show me anything you made, and that's my reaction. What would you no, gonna do? But no, no, that no, no. Here's the here's the thing: is when that happens, they are obsessing over structure. They thought right. everything yeah, time, about the Phantom Menace crunches. was fucking amazing. They they did not yeah. go into that thing going like, oh no, there's going to be like like a you know a strong generational long reaction to this movie. They 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 didn't think that. So. That's why Ben Bird's saying in the span of 90 seconds, you're doing this and going to this and going to that. Exactly. This is the opposite of the show. You're not going from this to that in the span of 90 seconds. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so yeah, that's just, again, I don't, I just think like, it's not that I think people should be convinced to like, well, this is how it is. I don't like, I'm not, I'm not doing that at all. I would say though, that all of the, this is what happens when, when people say they should be adapting books in the series. This is like a book. This Absolutely. reads and feels like a book, that, yeah. you know, and it, that has been adapted into a series. Only the book doesn't exist. They made it up as they went, you know, so it's crazy. But, yeah. Today on Reddit, the bricks, on Reddit, I was the, uh, reading about people talking about me and Bespin sources and who they are and how it works and all this stuff. And I could tell you they couldn't be more wrong. But as I was as I was reading that shit, I was laughing. I was like, these people are coming up with us. How do they even understand the Andor show? You know what I mean? I just love how many. Is this on Reddit? Yeah. Did you see it? They're usually full of shit. So, yeah, they're completely nuts. You see, (laughs) so two things. One, what I like about this artwork is you see it, and then this is what they built. It's incredible. It's it's been bothering me, like, especially on the Boba Fett. I think that was the one I, when we'd see the artwork with like giant lighting and like even like when they're in a fire pit, and then you see the episode and you're like, "What, what happened? What happened to the art? Like, why is he just sitting in the dark with his hands tied behind a pole? But this is this looks like what they built. Yeah. You know, well, like, you know, what What are the things that that Jason, well, um, the uh, interviews that with, with Gilroy that I thought was really fascinating? Because you know, I, I and granted, like I think I, again, I think Andor is probably my second, or I, it's either my second favorite Star Wars series behind Mandalorian season two. I think that's still the goat, in my opinion. This is my take. <laughs> um, but, um, the thing is, I, I thought was really fascinating was that Gilroy, like, he just squeezed every penny out of that budget that he talked about. And in yeah. what you said, Rob, like they, like, you know, he didn't have room for edits for deleted scenes. They knew what they wanted. They got what they wanted and they knew what the scale, of what they needed. And they didn't waste time. They have, they didn't waste resources. And I like what you said, like, it looks like what we have on screen and that what happens a lot as we, as we, you know, I have all the art of books, for, I think for all the current ones anyway, I don't, I don't have the new High Republic one yet, but I have, I, and I love art of books for my, for my jam. And you're right. Like there's, there's so much stuff you're like, why couldn't they make this? Why, you know, it's part of it is, you know, just of just scale and things like that. And, and uh, especially, especially mostly in the original trilogy more than anything, but, but yeah, you're right. Like it, it's nice to see something where you see it develop into what we see on screen rather than like, a completely different thing they couldn't do for whatever reason and you have it like there and again that's i think a, a testament to the team that they have there at pinewood and the gilroy and everyone all the creative processes and everything is that they made well, something that it's so on you know on track the the thing that gets me is you know i made a 
point the other day on the on, on the show was that you know normally we get like a one note planet like an ice planet or a casino planet or something right and that ferrix has tur- turned out to be a planet where we really know it by its culture however it it's its motif has been there the whole time it is the brick planet and not just because they put bricks in the houses but because when you die you become part of the planet you become part of the culture you are there giving shelter and warmth right you become part of the infrastructure like you're 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 being you're become part of what you help build important and that's question part of their culture Rob, as well would you eat fire baked pizza from an oven yes. made with yes ferrix people think about it Mar- Mar- marva marva pie yeah I need some Marvel. Mar- Mar- Man, this Marvel, this, this Marvel pizza. <laughs> That's a big Fire pizza of pie. <laughs> but they probably have really great pizza though, right? All that brick. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I probably get some pizza there. <laughs> they look like a pizza people, don't they? they yeah. That's why Star Wars Theory doesn't like doesn't like doesn't like the bricks. Reminds me brick, he's not a brick lo- brick uh, oven pizza guy. <laughs> oh, like uh, Semolina. Uh, uh, there was a, a slash film article. The article's uh, it's on slashfilm.com that you could read, but it highlights this uh, tweet from Gary Witta, the very salty Gary Witta. Years ago, my Rogue One co-writer Chris Weitz and I had a cool idea for a TV show about a Mossad-style rebel team hunting down Imperial war criminals who fled and disappeared after the fall of the Empire. Could have been a cool book into Rogue One. We never did anything with it, though. So he's trying to put get that one out there. Rally, put that put one out. out there. We we did it. <coughs> Witta did it. Widow, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Widow, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Come on, that's so, that's so. I'm on fire today. Like, no, it's just, it's just. Look, man, that guy. You know, like, I don't mind him, but yeah. it just never looks good for you when you're a working professional to go. I had that idea, you know, and we just never got to do it. <laughs> and I went like, shit, man, dude. You know, you know people. If you were fucking someone they like talking to, you could pitch the same fucking. I mean. No offense. No offense. They had the same fucking know. idea for Kingdom I, I of the Crystal a... Skull. You know? Like, yeah. Lucasfilm, like, they don't know about this idea. You don't know about this, Lucasfilm? You know? What was that? So. What's there? What was that? What was that fucking movie? The, uh, was it a Spielberg movie? Am I remember? Am I oh, making this oh you're talking up? about Berlin. Berlin, Munich. yes. Munich. Yeah. yeah. Munich. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a movie, Munich. It's sort of like one of those kind of movies maybe yeah i mean that was one of the pitches that harrison ford wanted for kingdom of the crystal skull for any to be hunting down war criminals nazis and i'm like yeah that's what they should have been doing you know and then he could have stumbled onto the ufo shit out in Argentina. like why did the U- did why did all the nazis say- go to argentina to go get the fucking ufos you know like he just it could ah ah hey. so close with that one so the the, the rumor wow. is that, that that keeps going around is um it's called what's like it called? There. The, the Dial of Destiny. That's what they're saying that the Indiana Jones movie is called. I got nothing on it, guys. I'm not saying it's not it. I got nothing on it though. I got nobody. Not going a fan. Out. Of it. <laughs> if you Sorry, want to know, having an allergy attack again. This is not stopping. Uh, good times, but um, I don't think it's. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't it doesn't feel like a good title, but. Uh, this picture right here. What do you guys? Can you can you tell? I don't know. We thought that was Indy when we saw the leak trailer. Indy seeing himself, but that looks like it might be a Nazi or something. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. It's that impossible. looks like they put level of detail in the fucking. If you know what that is, <laughs> it's loading. You know, it's like uh-huh. that new Pokemon game. It loads up the low res dude three feet from your face. Like, oh, really? 
Fuck okay. I know, man. I yeah, mean, that I could know. be, that could be, it could be just, you know, uh, Skarsgård, you know, oh. or, uh, you know, they're everywhere. Skarsgårds. Yeah. I mean, right, right there's Toby Jones to our right. And I believe Toby Jones is in the flashback stuff. So this would be Last Crusade era, 1944 indie with Toby Jones. And they're seeing somebody popping through. But I don't know. It looks like it. That looks like a, I think they're meeting. I think they're meeting like a, it's the, uh, a, a Nazi Phantom train of doom. I mean, it might, it might, it might be like a contact, like a, like a Nazi defector or something, or, or they're just meeting in this fog and they're about to have a showdown. I don't know, but yeah, but Indy, yeah, Indy does Red dress light. as a Nazi. You're right, Daniel. Daniel's Blue right. Light. No, Indy is dressed as a Nazi. He, he goes when he, when he, in those sequences, we've seen him with the motorcycle and stuff. So maybe they're able to see images and it's not like he's seeing himself. He's just seeing, you know well, what I mean? Like this is, this is, fog and he, you know what though? That wouldn't make sense still. I don't think because this is young Indy. So young Indy would, that would, have, that would have to be old Indy for Indy to be seeing himself. If it was a time travel thing. And, uh, and gotta be honest with you. Well, it I, opens I up in the forties. I, I heard right, Jason. Yes. This is the forties. This, this we're behind the guys in the forties right now. Which would mean the guy in the front would be from the '60s if it was a time travel thing. If he was a time traveler, so to speak. Right. So the foggy dude so, would be in the '40s. But no, what I'm saying is, no, if the movie no, opens up, no, the foggy guy right. would be in the '60s. Oh, shit. So you're saying the one with the hat <laughs> is yes. young? Oh, I know. I know. You see that thing he's doing? Paul's and, doing. And the, the reason that we think time that travel is, is because not fun. <laughs> because we've seen this indie with Toby Jones with dots all over his face. That's how we know it's Isn't... the de-aged uh, indie. Oh. oh. Yeah. But it's not time travel. And and I and uh I've heard I've heard more hints that it's not time travel. And then we got this dialogue. Oh, you know what, Jason? Like, I don't know what to what make if of there's, What if there's an A and B storyline, but they're taking place in two different times? Yeah. Yeah. You know I, I mean? I think, so it's not time travel, but old indie does get to see young indie when those two things sync up. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I think I think that is very, very possible because we have Vikings and shit. Like like Roman soldiers and stuff fighting in this, and I so a part of me thinks that like we could have a thing where we Indy goes to the spot and we maybe see what's happened in this spot throughout different eras, and like Indy is sort of our new warrior of the. It kind of seems to break the conventions of the previous shows, so I'm not sure how far they would take that if at all. But hopefully, we get that trailer on, on December first. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that that the trailer is December first at that convention. It wasn't in Brazil, where they're supposed to have a an, an Indiana Jones PRT. Yeah, easy. And, and I wouldn't be so. I would be. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if we got the indie trailer then, and then maybe they hold it for Avatar still though. And I would. I think that they might show Mando three and that there. That's that's my guess. And then they should they save them for later in the month for the people who weren't there. And then we got Phoebe Waller. Bridge, which look looks pretty good in Indiana Jones movie. Gotta say, I'm a fan. Jason has a type. I'm figuring I, uh, this out. She <laughs> needs she needs, she needs some glasses. Put some glasses on her. And I was fucking it's on, dude. Why like, is hey. she more filthy than Kenobi? Like, uh, think about it. She's my kind of girl. That's why. Look at that. No. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I farted. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I need I need some yeah. depends. I'm incontinent. But I've been all yeah, over the yeah, continents. Rain, Think about it. That's weird. Fart, That's ironic. Fart. I'm in continent. I've been all over the continents. I didn't want you okay. to breathe it in. And then this is her. And 
This is her in in New York, clearly, I would say. She has a dial. Look at that. Oh, is that it? Is that the thing R2-D2 puts his little dick in in Empire Strikes Back? I've been telling you R2's been raping control panels for 40 years, and I just no one's caught on to it yet. They, they don't have a say in that. Uh, I'm going to say that wall was asking for it on Bespin. I'm just going to say Oh, Jason. Jason. And then uh, yeah, let me see her again. I, I got to say, she's good. just as when, well be a... But she's not, when she's not, you say, know, out outside of air conditioning. Some people don't look good outside of air conditioning. Yeah, that could be a Star Wars ship. That's cool. Yeah, like the what details. what the fuck is is that the is that that little like cart thing? What is that? Is that a seat? What the fuck is that behind her? I can't even tell. I don't know. I should have looked at this for hours and come up with a good theory before, but I didn't. I was too obsessed with mm. bricks. So, anyways, uh, what's next? Oh yeah, look at her. It looks awesome. She looks like she's gonna fucking kick Indiana Jones's ass. I'm pretty sure she's gonna kick Indiana Jones's ass. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that. I don't know if there's been anything on this that's uh. That's given her any character details for her yet. But I think that she might be with uh, Boyd Holbrook's character, maybe. She seems like kind of dressed like him. So I could kind of see them sort of being kind of like our, you know, remember in James Bond, remember Jaws? Remember um, yes. the bad guys in Bond? I think she might be kind of kind of part of like the, 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 the Jaws style bad guys that are chasing our boy. Also, I'm a huge fan of late 60s fashion. So, like, like yeah, like, you know, yeah. word mods, word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say, yeah. say, not not those, scooters? not those Boba Fett mods, the real ones. I think yeah. you're saying that. I think no, that's okay, I, I'm right? saying no. both, no. both, both mods. No, no, no. Not Power Ranger mods, like you know, <laughs> authentic mods. As <laughs> oh. just as I missed the McCollum bit, who doesn't know who he is? Yeah, prequel uh, producer. Funny when personalities who claim the prequels are everything to them and don't know the fundamentals and pretend to be uh, authorities on the subject. Charlatan. Hey. Uh, if you want to know more about Rick McCollum, I'm pretty certain a friend of ours will be starting the Rick McCollum podcast soon. So, <laughs> all about Rick McCollum on the Rick McCollum podcast. From the makers of the Come. Indiana Jones podcast, the Willow podcast, the Star Wars podcast, comes the Rick McCollum podcast. Spyro podcast, the Ghostbusters podcast. I'm going to lose 3,000 followers. I'm going to be all about that. Where is this? Where, where's the first episode? Where is it? Give it time. Just, just, I, I just, want it. He's going to do it now. He's going to do it. He better. I, I on his show I brought up the band the chats the Australian punk band he's like yeah we got a chats podcast I was like this guy has a podcast for everything I mean it, it's Love amazing it. he's great that's awesome oh by the way this is just a complete side note I was at Dollar Tree and they have this like Star Wars sticker book kind of little awesome. thing for a dollar twenty five Dollar Tree's a dollar twenty five yeah. now inflation and uh, Al Williamson look done it I love it yeah I oh. fucking love it like I had I I need to buy it. I ended up. I Dude, ended up that's like rad. Yeah, it's really good. Like, like it feels like it feels like Mando stuff that was made for Return of the Jedi, like Return of the Jedi era, like like looks and stuff. And yeah, I was pretty into it. My daughter loves. I mean, she loves. She likes Star Wars, and she loves like Grogu, obviously, and stuff like that. Her one of her first words, other than like my mama and dad, is was uh, Grogu. Really, uh, and I'm not, I'm not even BSing because I would say it thinking she would, you know, whatever, because she had like socks of Grogu, or whatever, and she go Grogu. I was like, this is weirding <laughs> me out. It was like it was crazy, uh, but no, like I, she loves stickers now too. So like seeing that, it's like what? There's a dollar tree like right down the street from me, so I better go up there and check that out. Yeah, awesome. yeah, 
if if you don't have it there, just uh, let me know. I'll, I'll mail you one. Um, if, if if they don't have that, I don't know if that stuff's regional or whatever. You know, it's gotta be. If they have to have it there. You, you would think, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So we we got a little Tony Gilroy interview by uh, Dan Brooks. Dan Brooks is a uh, is a great guy. I haven't talked to him in years, Dan's, but yeah, back in the day, I talked dude. to him. I I, I, I always want to talk to him, but I'm always afraid like I'm gonna like say hi and then he, people are gonna be like, "Are you Jason Ward's source?" I don't. I don't want to put that on anybody. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to put that on anybody. Oh, you know what fair. I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> He's a good guy, though. He's, meanwhile, he, yeah, meanwhile, cool, the next time cool shit. I go to celebration, I'm gonna have, just create a sign called Jason Ward's source with an arrow, and then just stand behind <laughs> Dan Brooks and just follow him around. <laughs> oh no! Don't do that. Oh, don't God. do that. I, <laughs> what? Don't do can't that. stop me, Jason. You can't stop me. Hey, that Brooks has a good. Do what I want to do. Too. I say what I want to say. I live how I want to live. Oh. I play how I want to play. What? Have you watched the Adams Family? Uh, have you watched the Wednesday Adams Show on Netflix? No, I haven't watched it. It's pretty good. It's I pretty like good. the movies. Well, we'll see. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. We'll see. I mean, yeah, she's we'll really see. good. Yeah, yeah, you're we'll going to agree with me. She's good. Yeah, well, now, the, the only thing I'd say about it is uh, <laughs> the uh, structure <laughs> is this is it shares okay. similar structural um, things that we've seen before as the Norman Bates show and the chucky series that i like both of those shows but it's like fish out of water story take a known character put them into a puritanical town that's supposed to be the white is but there are blemishes under the surface it's you've seen it before says her hands you know know what i mean yeah it's that same kind of thing but but it's good it's good well i understand well maybe so gilroy says andor isn't like the start wait is this no this isn't gilroy talking yet all right, so uh, Gilroy says, I don't worry about that at all. I worry about the storytelling. I worry about the logic of it. I worry about the plotting. I worry about the characters. I worry about the story making sense and things tying together. So this is on the StarWars.com article for Tony Gilroy Ender Season 1 interview. And um, in it, there's a, couple of, there's a couple of little like reiterations of things that we got in the interviews we covered the other day. He goes on, he goes on to say, I think everybody was kind of aware of their side that there was not not only an opportunity, but a need for a, a new land, Gilroy says. If there was a billion beings in that galaxy, surely there's a billion stories there. And they don't all have to do with lightsabers and Jedi and Luke and Darth yeah. Vader. A thousand percent. I mean, other people are living their lives, and there are incredible events that are happening. So that is a, I think that's the most healthy perspective on Star Wars that you can yeah. have. Star Wars isn't that one thing that you liked or the first thing you saw that got you into it. Star Wars, it's it's, a, it's an amalgamation of genres and ideas and concepts that could go a million different ways. Some will be your cup of tea and some won't. And that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. You're making this shit after we're dead. So uh, these are regular real people. So uh, he talks about, a little bit about Diego Luna. He's just an absolute perfect collaborator. He's rational. He's imaginative. He's energized. He's passionate. He was really excited almost from the very beginning about everything that we were doing. And um, but there were a couple of things where he talks about, like, um, in this article where he brings up our boy, uh, Gollum, I'm still gonna call him Gollum, and like kind of goes over that. I think he backtracks on the on his language a little bit about um, whether he lives or not. Whether what's his fucking name, dude? What's that guy's Kino. name? Pacino. Kino. Kino. I can't remember. That's the one thing I will say about, about Gilroy. My, my one critique is I can't remember his character names. Um, I can't remember anyone's name. I can't. I can't remember it. <laughs> I don't even know who P Thug is. 
<laughs> he's Paul. Come on. Uh, Paul, come I, on, man. Uh, the all idea right, that. Yeah, hey. All right. Nice to meet you, Keith. <laughs> B- B2 says the idea but on B2 he says the idea was that it was a dog an older dog and StarWars.com right he credits creature effects supervisor Neil Scanlon and the creature department with developing a design quickly noting that they only looked at a few drawings before picking what would become B2 and then it says we were all smiling when they when they saw the end the end result and uh yeah I, yeah, I think I, on the first episode I was saying like this is when everyone wants their pets to be able to talk. This is what it's going to be. Is why don't you take me to the park anymore? How come? Yeah. What happened to oh, the cat? God. What happened with the cat went away one day? And you're like, oh no, man, we can't have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh Jesus, breaking my heart, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But you see, the thing is, Rob, that's all a facade because you know behind your back, they're translating the Dead Sea Scrolls, oh. doing some deep philosophical thinking, and it's all fun and games. Until the day your dog asks you, what's the meaning of life? Right. Did aliens See, man, create humanity? You, you weren't at the theater with me in 2003 or four when I saw Cats versus Dogs and was railing about how they just missed a giant opportunity. You know, about how cats used to rule the Egyptians. And now, and now they've been brought down low to a litter box, right? And the dogs took over. I just felt there was a war there to be had. And that premise was never fully utilized. Well, History I Channel told me version Uf- UFOs versus did that. It wasn't <laughs> UFOs just put that on the cats. They're like, it's not us. Look, there's a cat. story. Like, it could it could have seen how that happened, Jason. There's a whole story there. It's a billion cats in the world. We you know there's a billion stories. Um, and then he talks about the casting of B2. And uh, I remember That's having really cool. a list of audition pieces and watching a bunch of them. My brother, John, was over there one day and he goes, I'm not hearing anything here. I like as much as Dave. He goes, this guy's really good. And we went back and we were like, man, let's just keep him. So that's his voice. And that was a great phone call. It's my voice. Me. No, I'm not the, you, I was Dave. Not I was you. Like, oh, can I see you? Oh, Dave oh, Chapman. You you're not, mm, you're not in let's it. Go get, mm, let's go get some Froyo. Let's go yeah. on. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. He's always leaving. I heard Dave Filoni's audition tape and he's like, ooh, Marva, you're a cougar. You're a cougar. Uh, <laughs> that's not what they wanted. Let's eat some Marva pie. You know what I'm saying? No, that's not what the... Pie. No, no. <laughs> no. Tell you, you don't want a whole show of it. You don't. I do. <laughs> I, think you do. I, I love this. <laughs> I do. No, I do. I yeah. want the whole show. Yeah. You've got to be contained. That he was overwhelmed when he was cast, which I can understand. That's a pretty rad. That's awesome. pretty rad moment when you're, you know, you Anthony Daniels did, man. You know, weren't supposed to be the the voice, and then you 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 were so good, you became the voice. Wasn't wasn't Chapman the operator for like BB-8? Yes, like I believe he was. Yeah, yeah, he was the the it was the operator, so he was doing the lines on set to to like make it to make it work and uh, to like you know make it line up and stuff and uh so th- then they were like well he's better and i think that's always probably going to be mostly true to some to some extent because he's he's the one who's doing like the emoting so his rhythms and stuff are, are i think are probably um sort of just natural but but what do i know I, i've never done puppeteering like that um so he says gilroy goes on to say i've done action for a long time f- for a long long time and the key to it there are several keys to it is to have a very specific place, a very specific set of limitations to work against. And the best action scenes are the ones that have the most character conflict in them. The overarching right. other part of it is, is error. So 
Yeah. I was saying it's a very John Carpenter assault on precinct 13 kind of way of writing things, you know, versus even, even one would say aliens too, you know, is not a heavy action movie. It has action scenes, but it's all the buildup that gets you there. It's just, yeah. Yeah. If it's just like the doom movie where you're just running with the gun and blowing shit up, you know, like (laughs) it's not, did you say dune or doom? I don't know which one you said, sir. Doom. D-O-O-M. All right. I fell asleep in a dune movie. I couldn't tell you what happened. Once once that attack of the clones, uh, killing the, 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 was it the little droid bug? Can stream, can streamer run doom? Can streamer run doom? That's what I want to know. I was like, I can't believe Lucas took this shit and put it in that movie. Man. You know, <laughs> sir, we'll, we'll have we'll have to have you we'll have to have a different conversation about this one day about Dune. You um, can have it. All right, good. <laughs> Be sleeping. I, I gotta say the uh, this uh, guy getting. I think this is when when Cassian's first going into the prison, right here. Yeah. Was this guy in the front on the fashion planet? Because he he looks like he's dressed like he's from Canary, but he also looks like he's going to like rock walk the uh, runway like in like new york all i know is fierce that's the look of a man who realizes all the guards are white you know oh no Fuck. Oh, you know no. Where do they send me like yeah. i knew it i told them this was a fascist government and they said you're being political and you're like oh no <laughs> oh um, no he always says about the prison in the prison for me the key to that sequence is kind of is, wait is when the kid jumps up onto the railing and it breaks from his weight he says that little bit of reality that mess up that error is the hook for me to get involved and then he says you always have to have a hook there has to be something different about it aldani was a hook and the funeral was a hook every action sequence that we were doing has a hook to it It has something special about it well that's why i put grappling hooks into uh, a new hope jason and yeah. that's why you gave Stephen the idea new. for Hook, nothing... right? That was yeah, your idea. New. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't uh, doesn't George have yeah. a cameo in Hook, like kissing Carrie Fisher? Yeah, at, at the end yeah. of the um, end of the movie. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. When, we, get when, uh, we get high on the bridge. <laughs> 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 Something tells me George. Is, he's like he's like me. He's a straight arrow. He's just he just like doesn't do a straight that? edge, basically. Yeah. No, they, when the pixie dust hits him, he literally yeah. gets they float, you nitwit. So like in the well, scene, I know, I know. That's, but that's I mean, the like... whole they get high. You stop explaining I... the joke, Paul. Like, <laughs> 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 come on, I, I get the ah. You just need all the exposition, don't fair, you? I forgot. Right? I forgot that. I forgot. I forgot that he floated. I, I remember the the very end yeah. of the, the movie, but I forgot they floated. So mm-hmm. I apologize. I didn't mean to remember your joke. I'm sorry. So he goes uh, you, you ruined the joke. <laughs> okay, let's go. Oh, but this is more about about what's different in the prison. Like, mm-hmm. like why do the prison? And then the moment hit everybody was was all over it. So it was like, oh my god! It's so it's the floor like that. What does what does that do? Well, the guards would have to have boots, and they would have to have these rubber boots. And then at one point in an early iteration, the boots became the whole thing. Getting getting the boots to get out. That's what I thought they were gonna do. Didn't, didn't, yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, no time. Like if you clock yeah. the time, their time is to get to that control room and shut everything down. If you're sitting there trying to put on boots and run around, I mean, just no time. Run before they know what's going. I think what they realize when they realize how few people there are, you got like a time to get up onto an area. They're not going to know you're in a what level you're going to be on. Every level. I mean, it just yeah. 
I, I think that's that's the one thing that I'm like, my wife is like, what are we going to do? So I'm like, you're, it's not a fucking Zelda quest, right? Like, you, like, I get this to get that, which will give me the thing. You don't even know if, like, remember Die Hard when he gets shoes and they kept being the wrong fucking size? You get to sit there. Every minute counts, and you're like, I'm trying on the boots. Hold on. You got the, give me your boots. I get you. And then they just zap everyone while they're sitting on the floor putting on their boots. So it's kind of the whole point. Yeah. I want I wanted to have the automatic laces from Back to the Future. And then the jacket to go drawing on. Uh George, what's your opinion of Bricks and Screws? <laughs> says says well, that's a guy who's been screwed out of a few deals. I'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Half, Jason. Yeah. I had to give half. I don't know why. She didn't come up with half. I I mean I barely came up with half. I mean the we had a um, husband wife came up with most of that dialogue they didn't get shit but you know you did tell me yeah. one time look at marcia i like them thick as a brick in the back oh is what you said oh. so so I, well, yeah that makes sense I mean, yeah. marty did <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so that okay here's the part about kino loy whose uh-huh. name i can never remember i love him so much gilroy says i don't know the answer maybe we will it's terrifying to think that someday that someone may build a prison like that based on what we designed, he says jokingly. Uh, the Panopticon concept actually is kind of not that far off. That's the reality. The actual structure the of the prison itself. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because like, yeah. he's like really taken from real prisons with that. Um, that's the, yeah. I, that's you know what, what we were worried about. A Panopticon is, Paul? Yeah, so it was this prison that and they built like in the late 1800s where it's circular and then all the cells are on the outside and in the center of it is the tower where they'd be watching you all the fucking time 24 hours a day so they didn't even need to put cages on there and shit because you would just the, the the it was deemed um evil like seriously evil they had to like ban them because people would just go crazy always being feel like they're always being watched like there's but uh yeah, they ended up taking taking that that architectural design and applying it to malls like in Costa Mesa, California. Yeah. Where um yeah. but instead but it, it works the opposite way in that in that sense that the Panopticon also keeps people out, undesirables, meaning homeless people, people that aren't gonna spend yeah. money according to the mall. And uh so yeah, architecture is fascinating I, on that front. I'm curious that anyone have when they watch the finale with, with Merva's speech. I thought the hologram looked good. Like wait, this clip, if you go back up a little bit, uh, um, Jason, to the picture. Yeah. yeah, this that it looked fine there. But any wide shots, she looked creepy. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm, I'm alone. She was dying, was... Paul. But <laughs> she was literally a like, hundred years old and there. dying and giving her she final. Looks well, fine she looks. There. Everyone has a good side, Paul. Turn oh, turn to the left. Well, turn to the I, left. I, Watch I, what happens. I, 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 <laughs> Turn to the listen, other way. Listen. Other left. Oh, oh shit. Oh Rob. horrific. Oh. Rob. <laughs> all me I don't want to fuck Paul now. Like <laughs> all, hold all on. Me. See that side I want to fuck Paul. But Paul I turns the other way. <laughs> Limp dick. You know? <laughs> well, I think it's listen. also just like no one in holographic form looks good in Star Wars. Look at Obi-Wan on Camino when he uh when he calls Mace Window on his iPhone and he he shows up. That's true. That. Yeah. All me and Meg are saying is she could smile a little, right? I also think it's deliberate. Like she was larger than life because it's meant to symbolize, you know, right, how right. the little guy can rise up and take on the oppressive regime of the empire. But in terms of creepiness, as Rob says, I think it's just because she was dying. Yeah, it, it just the way 
it's just weird the way because it looks fine just right here because in everything but when they do these wide shots her face like you said, just looked i don't know it looked like a, almost like a ghost like it, it's almost i'm not sure about yeah it, it was her ghost it was literally her ghost speaking to them from she was dead bro like i, 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 I get I know, what you're I know, saying i i, I know I just, but not I just, everybody is able to look as cinematic as carrie a 19 year old carrie fisher Right, kneeling on I, Luke's fucking, you know. Oh God! Oh, oh look well, at that! I'll let, go save her. Let, oh. I, let, listen, I, I get, I get all it. All right, all right. There was just, there's some of the wide shots that kind of. I was just like, it just looked weird to me for a second. But yeah, I just, I, I need to rewatch the episode again. Just, just you know, whatever. But no, so, you no, saw what you here. saw. Like I'm telling okay. you, just being unfair okay. to an elderly woman no. dying, well, hold on, like no, being hold projected a hundred feet tall. You know. Oh come on. Well, well, look yeah, at look fair. at who we've now seen giant holographic people for. A giant holographic person was the Emperor originally in both iterations of the Empire Strikes Back, which one was a monkey person, and then the other one was 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 Ian McDermott, and just being a, a bloated Palpatine. And then we um, we have uh, Saw Gerrera in um, Star Wars Rebels with this big mm -hmm. old head. Um, but before that, That's we had true. Snoke. We had giant, giant. That was snow. Gary's idea. And in this one, Gary. I mean, we have the the one. I mean, she is in, in mm -hmm. some ways the person who would be the, the least likely to actually hurt you or anything. Is an elderly mm -hmm. woman on her deathbed, and she's fucking huge. So there is actually something inherently kind of like sort of uh, off about it, but I don't think it's like a mistake because of like what makes. CJ, no, 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 no. Yeah. We was gonna yeah. give. We was gonna give her a Snapchat filter. She's gonna get ears and a little tail, a little pink nose. Right, she's already blue. May as well make her a little blue person, right? And she's gonna have that to whip a tail around. She's gonna look or big googly eyes. I right. love the big googly eyes, right? How about how about she had big thumb face like paycheck? You know what I mean? Got big old teeth. Hey. And shit. She just she's just like all teeth and roses. <laughs> no, you know, Rob Filoni no. sounds like a, a horror movie character. That's really nice, but that the minute you go to sleep, they kill you. No, yeah. that is literally what it's like to go on a date. With that, that dude, man, like, welcome to Tinder. Like, <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and, and just for the last thing I'll say about the, I did, I, I had no problem with the story aspect of everything. I love the idea of a hologram, like basically will, right? Like a, that's, and it's a brilliant idea. So that was, that I thought was really interesting. And I thought it would be cool to have that and maybe in future things like for as devices for other stories, not just with Andor, Darth but Vader, or Boba Fett, someone with some cool no, armor. No, but, but like, right? but like yeah. never uh, the I mean, elderly. I mean, they fucking Even look weird, don't they? <laughs> no, that's not what I. Uh, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really Rob's I'm really just busting your balls. I Rob, work, is, Rob, Rob I you. I work with elderly for many, many years. I work with senior care. I, I have black I friends. I understand. Services. Yes. It's not, oh my God. It's not racist. It's not black friends. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey! I'm nice to the old people. My grandparents are old. Yeah. <laughs> My my ancestors are old. So. All right, I get you. So, no. It's not cinematic. Uh, I I understand. <laughs> yeah, I was, maybe uh, we could just fan edit her Funko Pop in that scene. You know what I mean? Like she's got a Funko Pop, right? <laughs> like you just put that one in there, and that'll be great. <laughs> I, I like the I like these costumes in the uh, in the uh, story and on the planet and in the culture and stuff like that. But I fucking hate that costume when it was the captain on that that on that uh star cruiser hotel like like they did yeah that it only makes sense mm -hmm. it only makes sense here because this looks like something that probably should have been like in the phantom menace right like or maybe yeah. like that like it's an older 
it's an older yeah. uniform, like a World War One right style uniform. And I get breaking it out when during a funeral, special occasion. The problem yeah. is if, if they were just wearing it for normal, you're like, not this era. Like you know, maybe fifty years ago. You know, like a Panaka. I could see. Do, do you? But do, Panaka. No. One do of you these. think that it like in the past, like like not in the show, but like in the past on Ferrix, like this band comes out and they play their little do 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 song. And then those people from yeah. the boo, that band shows up, Augie's Municipal Band, and just fucking blows the fucking rip off the place. And there's like a whole you got served element to it and a competition. Hayden Reed directed uh, the last episode of uh, Mando season two, and he's going to come back to do that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why they got Peyton Reed back. Yeah. He's... That's why they got like, Peyton Reed back. Like he's going to do that. My name is Wasp. But uh, she says, he, so Gilroy says, this is, a, this is a piece of their ancient traditions. This is a piece. That's just not about Marva or Marva, Marva or Cassian. It's about this people. And this is a, a tradition that all of them would know and that all of them would naturally connect with. So the sound had to be something that hopefully felt like it was almost part of their folk tradition. It meant something to them. And that is the precursor to them all coming together. The funeral came alive to me through civic procession. And it really helped me advance the personality of Ferrix and the depth of it. The fact that these people really cared for each other. And then, um, and then it says that it, uh, you know, Marva becomes the call to arms and that just enriched everything. And he mentioned somewhere here huge... that, that they um, a... made the actors play the music, I guess. Like they use, like they, they made it not perfect on purpose, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of like right before world war one, you know, just like how all that, that that August badness, you know, they marched themselves to, you know, the most brutal, terrifying fucking war you could ever experience. So, like that was the hope that when I saw the Phantom Menace, that it would lean more into like when they said a civilized world. It's not that there weren't slavery or evil people, it's that they still had a sense of like honor, right? Like this, so there was this idea that oh, the wealthy will come out and help their plebes and pay for the horses <laughs> versus you know industrialization, right? Like what industrialization does. So this just was cool to see for me something that like kind of like invoked a bit of that you know in a small way yeah he says uh one of our happiest proudest things in the show is when diego is listening back to nemic's manifesto he opens nemic's manifesto that night before the funeral and nemic is in the manifesto saying we're going to win because oppression is unnatural and freedom is a natural thing and he has a whole big speech about how acts of rebellion are springing up all across the galaxy, he says. All the people that are out there trying to make a rebellion, and they're all atomized and spread apart. And so the show is really about watching this thing coalesce. And in the end, we will coalesce into Yappin. The consequences of that are good and bad for the people who contributed the most to make it happen. So it's interesting that he says good and bad what's what's the bad is that something that that's coming or am i just reading too far into it and then he says yeah uh, that, well the consequences are good for the people who control the most to make it happen so yeah i mean you know you, you yourself will probably die you know even if you don't make it he says that's one of the things that we're most interested in what happens to the original gangsters who are no longer so presentable to the community yeah so that's that's saw Guerrero. blowed up by a laser <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Saw hadn't been blown up by a laser. You really think they would have wheeled him out? At the, <laughs> you know, in Jedi, like he does you know, go like Moth this, is sitting there. 
<laughs> when it happens. So Mon that's Mothma cool. Is like, many Bothans died. He was like, rightfully so. Fuck those Bothans. You know? <laughs> the no. Separatists. The Bothans. No, he is, his ghost. His hologram is all, what about me? Why? Why does my hologram look so creepy? I'm not cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the answer is when you showed up as a big ass hologram that you have been talking shit that one time in Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon show. Nobody appreciated that. Let's be honest. The best projected hologram ever is in the last Starfire where they melted that dude's head with a laser, right? Like the hologram. <laughs> Remember that dude? Just melted him like, yeah, it's great. I haven't seen oh. that in forever. I have like the special, um, is it Shout Factory? The re-release of that Blu-ray? I need to pop that in at some point. It's been, I like that movie. It's been a minute though. Or wait, which one? Uh, Last Starfighter? Is that what you guys talking oh, about? Last Starfighter, okay. I think yeah. with any of these effects though, Paul, maybe what you're probably lamenting, and this is something I can get behind, is I think they should take any of those pre-recorded effects and sort of, there's a way to print them out on a film stock and reintegrate them in a low res manner. The problem is they're super yeah. high res. And originally the, the original holograms were done on like a super 16. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That or like interjected. So it has all this noise and stuff like, yeah, like okay. the way Greg Frazier yeah. was using anamorphic lenses and the Batman to create vignetting and different effects. Like yeah. I just think with the, with all the holograms, they could, you know, play them back on, fucking vhs or some shit and record them no that's that that might be exactly what you're talking yeah because because i think when i get this it's just the wide shots it's just her it felt like it was just it just felt odd to me a little bit but on, but the close-up shots were fine it is so odd seeing like, a hundred foot ghost down the street though, dude like you know let's be honest yeah there is there is but there is you got to be fair there's no no think about it if fair, you had yeah. to make it in what way you if you say if people say the story needs to come first and we're going to create the visual effect based on the story. Well, the story is important that since Andor is the guy we're following, we don't get to see her die because Andor doesn't get to see her die. Right. So we experience that the way Andor is. And when we get to hear her speak again, it's this form that we can do because of the hologram. I love the idea. It's great. Yeah. So then even, even if you go, well, visually there has to be like a cool way. There, There is no real cool. There's only so much you can do. There is some bad ghost shots. Like when the uh, ghost shots, the, the hologram thing that they did with Palpatine and Kenobi, that to me is like probably the least effective use of that since Rebel Assault. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't, it, and, that, and he looks cool. It just has nothing to do with that. It's just the way it was shot. So I do what think if, the What if her noise... actual ghost showed up? Her actual God, ghost. Yes. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I love everything about it. Just the wide shot. It's just, it's the way it was, it was like, cause it's always also upward a little bit. Like it was kind of from a, de- like a really like hot, I don't know. I can't explain it. I'm not doing a very good job. No, I apologize. See, uh, see guys, what you don't understand is uh, in Star Wars, when you die, you come back as a Muppet. So uh, oh. if you've ever seen the two old, old guys if in only. Uh, Christmas Carol, when they, they're ghosts, that's how I envisioned all the ghosts in Star Wars, but. Yeah, Frank wouldn't do it, and uh, I wasn't about to argue with Kush, so we got what we got. Yeah, right. I wanted puppet puppet Guinness in that movie, and they wouldn't do it. Sorry. Um, on a on a side note, there were a bunch of articles in the last couple of days about how Andor started filming. And I'm um, not interested. Bye. Cyril Karn was 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 like was there for the first stuff and like what it could mean and uh old samantha here i shouldn't call her old that sounds like i'm calling her old she's beautiful young but Dick. samantha is uh she plays a stormtrooper she's played a, she pretty much played everything in star wars now she's been a rebel she's been a stormtrooper 
um, Samantha's there. And I would think that, you know, it could be rehearsals or something like that, but good chance. I was wondering, you know, does this mean that, that when we open up with, or the first stuff that we're getting filmed anyways, is it, is it going to be homeboy, uh, Cyril Karn with stormtroopers, you know, just food for thought. Samantha's there. She's usually a stormtrooper. And, uh, the first stuff they filmed was, was Cyril Karn. It, but it doesn't mean because it's the first stuff they filmed. It's the first stuff we'll see in the show if they don't film it in order. But if they were, that would be something. But just a little side note. But yeah, well, I think we, I think we, we did it. Do we? Is there anything that anybody wants to wants to hit on before before we call it a day? I was afraid. I'm afraid to say mm. one, one oh, last thing. Rob will like get berated. Rob will just tear me and tear me to shreds. Um, you said you wanted you know, to know what I thought. I did. I did. I still do. Uh, I'll right, shut up now. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. No, and, and I, I haven't seen all your guys' shows recently, but um, but I'm what? curious. I stop it, Jason. Um, <laughs> my my question is uh, the the whole sister storyline because. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my that's my other thing that I'm a little like it it seems weird that how the whole thing gets this whole thing gets set off from this main po- a really interesting point that I thought they, they'd go and go back to and it just kind of fizzles away. I know the interview he kind of talked about he wasn't even committing to the point of addressing that. It does seem a little weird to, to you know, basically set your whole like she's the MacGuffin. I, I get it, right? Like I get that whole idea. And I, and I don't really dislike it. I just think it's a little odd and just kind of not jarring, but just kind of it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, it's just flawless show. And it's like the whole idea of what got him there in the first place is completely irrelevant. By the I, end I of have show. two rebuttals to that. The yeah, first please. one is yes. when the armor in season one of the Mandalorian said, you are now a clan of two. You must find his people. And Mando's like, where? And he's, she's like, this you must find out. And then the season ends. Did you get pissed off that we never got to see the Jedi Grogu was going to be sent off to? Or did you realize that there's going to be multiple seasons and it can be explored at a later date? And point two is Tony Gilroy kind of addressed this with The Hollywood Reporter, but he also kind of teases that it's left open-ended because he says, if you want it to be that Marva kind of already answered that question saying there were no survivors on Canary, you can see it as a pivotal point in Cassian's journey that he's letting go or is forced to let go of his past. But it can also leave room for what if he accidentally stumbles across her in season two? No, no, I, no, I, I think with the Holy one, the armor, um, I mean, I think with anything with like that, you, you get, there's always a little disappointments with, you don't get things revealed when they get teased some things. I mean, always, well, at least for me anyway, I, that, but at the same time, that's a fair point. I will say though, with the whole idea of Cassian um, going back and, for me is i i totally get like they can go they can, they can well sorry um they can go back and, and revisit this revisit this at a later date and i think that's totally what i expected it a little bit of on but i do i would like more if because i like the idea of casting moving on i do like that idea and now the one and rob kind of talked about this or a, or a different point about um what i was kind of talking about a holding with, with luthan is he, they don't have to always have you know i get the whole idea of they don't have to have explain or over explain this to people and it just for me, it was I do like the idea of Cassian being like, I don't that's not a part of my life anymore. I'm moving on. I do like that aspect of it a lot. I just wish they would be a little bit more one way, give you a little bit more of a hint. I don't I don't well, need to have it like be a heavy plot point, but give me some kind of semi-resolution of like it's gonna continue, or like you said, Meg, 
I like, which I like the idea of him moving on from it, which again, they, you could interpret from the murder conversation too. No, I, I, I think, I think you're, I don't think you're, you're off base on, on this level of criticism at all, because as you said, she's sort of the, sort of the early MacGuffin, but it's a big fucking personal thing that it's like right. your long lost sister. And you put that in there. It could have literally just, he could have been there on the stripper planet, whatever that was. Just chilling. Just, just doing yeah. something else, doing anything else that, that took him there for whatever, for his immaturity, for whatever the reasons that he except, had, that he had laid out. And, but, you, except, but uh, when you make it his sister and then, and then it's like, he's like a fucking man now. Like it's like all these years later, and now he's like, I must find my sister. It's like in a way, a part of me in the Star Wars lore in the Star Wars realm, I'm, I am a little bit like, what were you doing for all? I said I made that joke in the, my 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 Bix song where he just forgets about his sister for ten years after he meets Bix. It's like, what were you doing all all those years, bud? You know, and and uh, and and then the the resolution is just like, ah, oh, forget it, forget about it. Like I I do think that maybe it could have been a little bit more like we think everybody there was wiped out. We, we it could have been some, not that, but something more definite for the audience. I, I, it, I, it, make, I it makes sense that too. Right. Like she, and that's what, and I think she's right that Merva says that and says, you know, you know, there's no survivors and it is like Cassian. I, I, and I like that aspect of it because I did like it to that point. Cause you didn't know if we were going to readdress it or is Cassian was going to move on and it never gets readdressed at all again. Like it's completely like, it's a whole new thing now. And now there, it's a big time gap and jump. It's like, it's just, yeah, it just seems like you said, Jason, they could have been there for any reason, but it felt like let's put this plot point in to, to, I guess maybe just to have it there in case we want to use it later. And that's what it yeah. seems like now. It, yeah. It, it, it could be a season two. I mean, and think about what they could do with the character. Number one, she could be, she'd be dead. She, that could just be the case. And that was the grim reality. She could be the casting Andor of the empire. She could be on the other side being evil. And then he has to confront his own sister in the end. That's it's a little little hammy for Gilroy, I think. Yeah, a little too on the, little too on the for, nose. Yeah. It would work in normal Star Wars, but for Gilroy, I would think not. Yeah. But And then, and then the, yeah, okay. the, and the other thing is they just pick up on it. Lucasfilm just picks it up some other way with somebody else, and it's just something else yeah. that, that goes on. But I would say, Baymax, what if they did do a stripper planet that was all funded by like Hooters? And then the Empire stops the flow of buffalo sauce to the wings, and then that's what actually starts the, hey, the insurrection. They have they have a fifty di- a fifties diner in, on Coruscant. There's got to be an equivalent of Star Wars Hooters somewhere. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just reality. I mean, Dave Floney keeps pitching it, but they won't. I, Dave, do it. Yeah, Dave, where are you at, man? Where where's where's our Star Wars Hooters, man? Seriously. <laughs> so what are we saying, Rob? You can go in. You can really you can do this one of two ways. You can look at it from the viewpoint I think Paul's looking at it from, which is here's this plot point and where is it leading? Or you can think about it from what is Cassian's life at? Where is he at when this story starts? Well, he 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 he's trying to find his family that let's be honest, he, he wasn't just adopted, he was sort of abducted. You know that he I, remembers I, I, he vaguely when he was a kid. He, he was saved. He was saved, but Marvel's I'm talking about a, he, he didn't get a, a chance you know. to say goodbye. He didn't. He didn't have any choice in that. Okay, okay. so okay. I'm not saying he's okay. resentful of it. I'm just saying that one of us here is, is, is has been adopted. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like had long yeah. lost family, never met. So I, I understand this theory where you start. So he's spending all of his time trying to find that in order to do that because he's not a wealthy person. He's either borrowing money from people 
and not paying it back because he has nowhere to make money. Or while he's out looking around for his sister, he's uh, stealing shit from the Empire, right, to give to Bix to resell. And she's obviously not paying him the full amount, too. And he's getting himself into little little bits in trouble here and there, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, so he's, he's being able to kick the Empire in the balls here and there. And try to, and he's having no luck. It's kind of spinning him around. So he's a person. So he's sleeping around with chicks. You know what I mean? He's he's just not. His life ain't going anywhere. He's just around in a loop. I, and did you this, see those at chicks? this particular point, I think it was going somewhere better than most of our lives. I think the guy lived fast and died hard. All right. So he goes on this one place, which is no different than any other planet he had a chance to, you know, to go find yeah. his sister. And while he's there, he ends up killing two fucking security guards. Which sets off a chain reaction. By the time he gets back, not only are they looking for him, right? Like, like he they, they he's in trouble when they get back. So, at what point from that point on in the story does he have to then go on the internet and start looking for his sister again? Because the security force shows up, they get into a fucking battle. That's a whole fucking problem. The, then the empire shows up. You know what I mean? Luthen shows up. He needs to disappear for a while because there's a lot of heat. He he's able to disappear and make some money that will at least solve his problems of getting his 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 mom out of trouble because there's a lot of fucking trouble on that planet, you know. It's like and then when he and when he does get that money, he tries to take his mom, she won't even leave, and she says, "Look, by the way, this whole reason why all this shit happened, the reason why the empire's here, the reason why all this shit's going down is because you went looking for your sister, and I told you to stop doing that. Like it's not taking you anywhere. It's just causing more problems for yourself, right? And so right." That's the whole point that's being made. And so and so then I look at it from another viewpoint, right? Is that this is a story of a man who has multiple families. He has his birth family, he has his adoptive family, and then he has the family he chooses, which is eventually becomes the rebellion. And he first experiences a chosen family in that prison. That prison is the first time he doesn't owe anybody in his life anything. He doesn't owe them money. He doesn't they no one knows who he is. They don't there's no history. That's the first time in his life where he's making his own way in in the universe, right? Like he's making choices that he's there to support people and they're supporting him. And so but like, only because there's that, no top ramen in the commissary because they eat their tubes. If there was tubes, it would have been, if there weren't tubes, he does somebody. I'm just saying. So the, so the only problem to- with this is that how come the woman at the strip club said that she'd seen or known a canary girl who works there. That's my only problem with Okay, this. so she said she's seen her known a canary girl and that his sister is out there. But it's irrelevant. Like, how do I say this? There comes a point, like there came a point in my life where I'm like, I know where my biological father is. But mm-hmm. engaging with that individual will do nothing but bring my life fucking trouble. Like you're never gonna get the answers you want. You're never gonna get the peace you want, you know? And and at this point in his life, he's now dealing with the government that's rounding people up to build death star parts until they fucking die right and it's getting worse you know and he was also his his adoptive parents just happened to be i don't know like fucking like rebels right like real (laughs) so like there's just another i can spend my time trying to do this or i can the what's the what is he choosing to the point is at the end of the story he chooses to go and do something else and that doesn't mean that that other thing doesn't exist it means that there's nothing he can do about that right now you know, and it's like, well, what's he supposed to do? Now, I got to go find my sister. But, you know, Luthen, when I do in season two, I will come back and find you as well. No, and, no, that, that doesn't, no. and then we have to have Andor's quest for his sister in a Marvel series for 24 issues. It takes place. Yes, we do. This doesn't. Yes, we do. This doesn't give you the answers you're looking. For, you're not going to enjoy it. 
You know, you think you would, but it, this, you, it leads you nowhere. Then that sister, he oh, finds her. And she's sir. like, I fucking hate you. You abandoned me. You're the one who left me. And then the, every, and everyone has to go, I hate his sister. She she does. She no, hates Andor. No, and I love Andor. There's another woman dude. hates a, a hero in Roll Star Wars. Roll it back, Female Rob. force. Sorry. This is Star Wars, dude. <laughs> if, if Luke Skywalker could kiss Princess Leia, He's gonna be way in the sex with her when he figures out it's his sister. It's the be force gross, is fucking dude. annoying as shit, it's gonna, man. It's gonna be you weird, know, dude. He's so, went and saved all his people. His sister doesn't know that by now. She can't appreciate him. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> part well, I think part of the reason he take. I mean, this is this is where I think maybe some of the criticism I have of the show. And, and for the record, I love Andor. I I love the show. And I just when I get frustrated at is people act like it's like flawless, and I'm like. Uh, let's let's kind of back up a back up a little bit. That's not like, a that's flaw, kind of, though. That's something you yeah, personally yeah, don't agree with. That is a, something. That, yes, that that is my personalized. What I would say was a flaw, as from my perspective. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let, I, let me I, give I you a that, flaw. That, that 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 could be seen as a big story, as one of the story flaws of it in the big picture. I think Meg's point it's about a, yeah but the Canari yeah. sister though. That part was the part. That's the part that like was the red herring. And the, did it pay off as a red herring? I don't know. And at, when the series is all done, we if nothing happens with it, we look at it as Cassian had his sister out there. He stopped the search for this. That's what he gave up. That was one of his sacrifices. Yeah. Do okay. We, let me let me let me walk let away let from me the series feeling content with that 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 was a sacrifice, or do we feel like oh that was just spaghetti thrown at the wall, left up on the wall? It's hanging up there. All right, all right. Man. But this is the problem when everyone in YouTube speaks in story structure because they watch a million fucking videos, of, you know, about all this fucking stuff. And so let Don't me just go back to this. Now, please. Paul, I'm not Paul you and I, you and I go to Star Wars Celebration in England, but we want to get a bootleg copy of Star Balls, okay? Now, we've been trying to find a real physical bootleg copy. We don't want no digital downloads. We want a physical VHS 4x3 copy of Star Balls, right? And we're hunting it down. And we end up in a fucking... We end up in a den, a den of bootlegs, right? Where we hear this thing and we get in there and it turns out the last copy went out the door. We go out the door and then we end up killing two fucking Star Trek fans. And that sets a whole nerd war off. Now, do we have time <laughs> from then on throughout the rest of it to even get, what about Star Wars Celebration? Whatever happened to go, well, we killed fucking two Star Trek nerds and then we got half the fucking dilithium crystal motherfuckers after us and there's no time to deal with that. Like, but you know, you're right. It's a flaw in our story, right? <laughs> we never got back to that star ball. Look, there's the ball. There's the star ball, right? That's <laughs> to that. I would Whatever. say maybe setting it at Star Wars Celebration wasn't the best setting for that for that narrative device. That's what I would say to that, though. Wow. There I wanted to set it I, at a strip joint, but we tried to keep it on theme. So you know, I, right. I just think, but, but right here, I, right here, we see giant platters of Hooters hot wings <laughs> going into the Death Star, and so. So we saw what what oh, they're taking from the this scene. We okay. see what just saw fit what right they're taking there. from that planet. Slide it is. Oh, I, what was the planet that. called? What'd you say it was called? Uh, Hooteria? Mm. Hooteria Nummy. Four. Now it's called Nummy. Look at that. Nummies. Nyan Nummies. Who that Nummies? No, Nummy Nummy Four. It's Nummy Four. Nummy Four. Yeah. Well, can I just? I think the you're right, Rob. If this is real life. But obviously, this is not real life. And everything in story serves a purpose, usually. And that's kind of the problem I think I have with it is that it's very that served the purpose. But no, hold on. Before you, but that served the purpose. The purpose was he was living that life. So Star Wars usually has a story that's existing off camera before the story right. starts. The story is that's what he's doing with his life. No, and it I, led him into finally 
It led him into a part because there's space racism, right? That he killed two cops, you know, that tried to fucking like kill him, you know, and then like, or beat him up or whatever. And that, that be in that creeping level of fascism, those cops that were like, it's okay to fucking, you know, go beat up fucking dudes and, and take them in because they, they're brown or whatever is what set off the whole thing. That's not right. a McGuff. That's literally the inciting incident. Like if you want to get into the structure side of it, you know, like the story well, off camera that, that exists. Yeah, this is that is the that's the whole thing that sets it off the inciting incident. But she's also what is driving the main character, and that is to me what has been driving him for this whole at least what we know of him at this point, not Rogue One withstanding. So the thing is, when because I take again, I we this is what I love about conversations like this because I interpret things so much different than you to Jason to Meg, and I love discussing it because. I may not understand, you know, and talking through every, with everyone, I definitely understand things better, um, you know, for myself. And there's no, there's no problem with that. Like, but I, I still feel the problem is with stories again, with me, I think when you add things in, it's deliberate. And when I think also, cause you're also trying to set up the idea of what Cassian's motivation is later on when he makes these decisions, like Aldani, when I watch the first episode and then we get to Luthen, he's trying to get money. He's, he's trying to get out. But I also feel like Adani is also a way for him to like get, get you know, go underground to also get back to what his original plan was, which was his sister. So going back to what you said before, like, you know, where where does this come back to? Yeah, I think his his he always wanted to go back to that. And I think Aldani he wants to go back to a point in his life he can never go back to. No, no, no. He can never he, go back he, to. And, and when he gets back from Aldani, he really can't, even though he, he thinks that money can can fuel the ability to get his sister back or get his family safe, it then creates right. an even bigger problem, right? Right. That it makes it impossible. Right. Look, look, this is like don't... Robert Sinclair can go suck a dick, dude, because I fucking straight up love Mando and I'm the one who criticizes half the fucking story points in that series. I remember fucking two, two <laughs> months ago, it was Rob fucking hates Star Wars, doesn't like anything. You know, I'm not over here fucking like, I don't need to go over here and like trench foot for fucking Gilroy. You know what I mean? No, here's why. Secretly, the Moon's story is perfect and you love everything about it and it is the best Star Wars. Nothing is wrong. No, what I'm saying is they see what you're saying. They made those decisions and it's all there. The problem is your way into Star Wars started with the story where people were off screen being attacked by the Empire and they had these plans, they had to get these plans and those plans carried all the way through to the end of the movie in which those plans made it possible for the story to say, that ain't the story! That story is off plan. Matter of fact, matter of fact if anything... Message and, or, and, and, and tell me a big scoop right now about that, that scene um, if you, if you want to hear it, Rob. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, here we go. Wait, wait, so wait. Um, he says right here, um, the actual ending, original ending was, oh, and, and Cassie and Bix is your sister. Oh! <laughs> Doesn't she no, just look no. weird though, Jason? <laughs> See, not well, like, yeah, weird. Not, no, it, it does. Weird. It does. It does. I got some ghost. It's the face. It, it has a little bit of Ghostbusters yeah. two vibes in the courtroom. Thank you. I was gonna say it. Thank I was gonna you. say it. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> I can kind of yeah. see her showed up. Paul, I don't think that was a compliment you should be railing for. But, all right. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, 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 sir. <laughs> I, I just want to, I don't have to be complimented. I just want to be understood. That's all I care about. No. I, and listen, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and listen, all I'm saying is that I think one of the flaws in my opinion, again, I still think Andor is fantastic. Make this very clear. I just think that they could have done a little bit better of going back and establishing what his motivation hit. Cause I think Donnie, I think again, Aldani and all that money is for him to go find his sister. Not the only reason, but a big reason. And it just gets kind of lost 
after when he come, when uh, Andor comes back and Merva's kind of after know, the story her. starts, we don't get back to the the the, the story well story. started, but before then it, he's already back. <laughs> it's, it's well established at that point. So it's just and then we kind of lose it completely. It's like, I don't know. I just feel that there's yeah. Once he's you know abducted by the Empire and put into prison, he's not thinking about his sister so much, right? Yeah, shame on him. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I that's all I'm saying. It, it, it just is not. If this is real life, you're right. Maybe you're, you're absolutely right. But this is not. This is deliberate self we're writing and putting in. And I'm thinking that they will eventually address this. I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. But I do think uh, I that say they don't address wild. it. It's like it's like saying you need to see the Krieger battle to to mean have well, that mean okay. something. But okay, let, Krieger's not the most. Pull yeah, it back sorry. a little bit. The the uh, truth is we were going to have five seasons of a show. That was a plot yeah. point in the first season that probably wasn't going to be addressed in the first season. That was going to be an right. emerging character or concept to be decided later. I think Gilroy did the his due diligence and made it tight so it fit within the season structure just in case. I think he covered his ass on it, or they did. Yeah. And then and then the show becomes two seasons, and then now we have this Canari sister stuff. They didn't go back there on tight budget. They didn't go back and refilm it to get rid of shit that they weren't going to pick up again. Unless they pick it up in season two, in which case, then there you go. But if they don't yeah. do it, I bet you that's just what it really is. And it, and it, 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 I don't I don't know if that was always the plan or not. But Gilroy will tell the truth if somebody actually asks him a good question and not the yeah, same no question kidding. in all these interviews. Everybody keeps asking the same yeah. fucking question. But yeah, no, but, I mean, yeah. listen, and I, 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 I you're welcome from from one Rob to another. You're welcome. Whatever that means. <laughs> from one Rob to another. No, I, yeah, I love anyway. it. I love it. And listen, everyone's interpretations and ideas are going to be a little bit different. This is commercial art, but it's still art, right? And we're going to, we're going to take I just, and that's what yeah, go ahead, sorry. I just like it, man, when people are like, you fucking hate everything. And then it's like, you're just shilling. You're just making excuses. There's I no middle ground. For no one, other. Dude. Yeah. And then when I'm like, hey, hey, I got a question. When Anakin killed all those kids, why did his girlfriend go, I love you? Because he's hot. <laughs> because maybe he's hot. that's a big fucking plot problem. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest okay. with you. I'll be honest with you guys. If Natalie Portman killed every one of you guys and would fuck me after, I'd be like, "That's cool. They had it coming, Natalie." You know, I I gave that interview to Pauline Kale, and she she didn't put it out there. I said the exact same thing, Jason. I feel I feel I feel chipped. Oh, don't oh, no 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 I can't don't, oh, can't no. say that, George. No, can't say that anymore. No. Can't say um. That. Anyways, uh, okay, He's Paul. He's Do you have any more general grievances before we go? Was there any more? Did you have did you have anything else about Andor on your brain? I don't think, think you lost your audio. I yeah. I lost audio. Perfect timing though. No, you we can hear you. We can't hear uh, you. Okay. No, I, I appreciate okay. everyone. Yeah. Uh yeah, sorry, my, my internet's bugging right now. Um okay. sorry about or uh, but no, but Smelt thank you for let me. <laughs> I just, I just, I appreciate everyone kind of letting me expose my. my I, I'm afraid to say these things out loud because people are gonna be like, "Oh, oh my god, like, Rob, you're, Rob, you're fine." I knew, I knew what I was getting myself into with you. Um, you know, and, and make appreciate everyone kind of give me like compliment. Uh, or no, not but compliment. But, no, it was no, absolutely was a compliment. No, I, I just these huh. are because I think people are just like praising the show to a point where like and it, not. You know everyone, but there's people who are saying like this is the only way, and I'm like, what's this? Let's not pretend there's there's there are it's recency in bias, my opinion, flaws. 
But that's recency yeah, exactly. bias, it, and that exists in every fandom. The minute you get one up, one Marvel, we get an Infinity War, then they want every movie to be the Infinity War. And if they did get yeah, every exactly, movie to be yeah. the Infinity War, they'd be complaining how every movie is the Infinity War. Marvel only does one thing, then they have to put a million characters. Why can't it just be about a character who does one thing? It's yeah. done to any show. And then when they do that, they're like, why does this thing have no tie to any show? It's not part of a bigger picture. I don't understand what's going on. Where's all the characters? Why get to sniff? That's fandom. Like, that is yeah. literally... And I, when I keep bringing up my uncles, I'm like, I've been hearing this shit since fucking 1982. You know what I mean? Since Wrath of Khan. They're like, Chekhov wasn't in that episode! Like, like you know? Like, like, I've been hearing this since I was like four, man. Like, this is like crazy. You know? And it just never... And they just can't... Look, I'm not a big fan of Sir Conan Arthur Doyle. You know the fucking dude. But you know he constantly made fucking mistakes in in uh, Sherlock Holmes. Sometimes Watson's arm would be hurt on one; it'd be the oh, other. Doyle arm. rules. You know, the chick who who ran their apartment, whatever, she'd change randomly, and they'd ask him about it. He'd go, "Well, if you were entertained, what does it matter?" Like, and I and I, there's a difference between not trying, right? And hey, our story led us down this fucking path, you know, and. Uh, it's not important to us that sit here and fill in every little detail because the story didn't need. If it did that, you'd be saying it's over explaining itself. Why don't we move on? All the, you have to make decisions as a director of anything. Anytime you're making art, you have to make decisions. And really what you're being held accountable to is the, the type of decisions you make. And I always figure if someone gets over the 80% mark, if you score a B on anything you do, you won. Hey, because it's I'm fucking almost impossible I'm to get anything you. across. Even in a comic book where it's just a writer and an artist, it's almost impossible to get Thank a you. B. So that's Thank what you. I that's all I expect from anything I watch is give me a solid B. You know, it's when it hits into the D territory, I'm like, you had all the money in the world. Why? Why did you do this? Like, why do how do you end up with a D with this much talent? It baffles me. You know? So I feel you. Yeah, I, I think it's I, I think it's important though to not not look at everything with your rose tinted glasses and to be critical even of, of the art that we that we love. I mean, anything could always be, have been better or maybe improved, and that's how if you have an interest in art, you get better or storytelling or anything like that too. So I think it's I, I, I think it's I think it's a valid criticism of all of the criticisms that I've heard. Most of the criticisms I've heard have been at the drool level of and you're just like you're stupid shut the fuck up but i mean i think that's oh, a lot of them always look oh, through life through santa color glasses oh, oh. go buy the toys go buy the toy fight inflation let like the schools I, rule black friday everyone dies die for the toys okay that's enough this year i'm not buying much. my kids any pre pre presents for christmas because i feel like if i know santa i'm fucking taken care of right like i don't gotta do it right like it, I, you would good. think or like we're but in, sometimes right, Santa just sends a bill. You oh. know what I mean? You actually owe me this year. Like, wait, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait. Yeah. Is is Discover Card a synonym for 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 Santa? No, I'm kidding. But anyways, um, Meg, let me, let me give you one. All for, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Meg. I'm asking. I'm sorry for asking you to rap the other day, and then asking you to rap, and then asking you to rap. Yeah, I forgive you. <laughs> we can hear her like walking across the room. She's like, oh, shit. I forgive you. Oh, I'm gonna go Let me give you an example, like quick before we leave. I don't think Ghostbusters Afterlife is anywhere near the film Ghostbusters is, you know? Sure. But it's yeah. a fun, enjoyable film. 
It's you know, amazing. I love that and, movie to death. And the 2016, I don't have a problem with other than like the jokes are weird. It's weird when it's weird when a when a Ghostbusters movie is making an Exorcist joke. When the Exorcist, when Ghostbusters the original wasn't making an Exorcist joke. You understand what I mean? Like yeah. it's odd. Like the the, the Exorcist was more that's a whole podcast, Rob. but I, but I'm telling podcast. you that's the difference. It has nothing to do with gender. I'm just saying that's the difference between. Like, hey, you hit a consistent B, we're fine. If you end up in the fucking, I don't know what territory you're in, what show you're making, it's weird to have a Boba Fett looking for respect when we just saw him blow the shit out of fucking Stormtroopers two episodes before. Like, this makes no sense. I mean, yeah, you wrote that down. I get you can write whatever you want with your magic pen, you know what I mean, and make him do fucking, you can do the dance. You can do a dance-off, you know? Like, But yeah. that that's the difference, you know? So, you know, putting putting it, putting logic and all that first versus shoving in lore and fan service and expectations you know or trying to say well we had to get to everything because you know like well hey man i wanted to get to luke's you know when when leia's like i remember my mom and then that shit never fucking happened you know like you just got a lot that shit we go. know why that didn't you happen know? yeah well yeah yeah there you yeah. go he it is a damn, I, my my only complaint with this series is it is a damn shame we're not getting five seasons and because and i understand why it's super fucking hard everyone's aging blah 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 but the pace of this show was, I feel, set up for that, and now they're adjusting. So, okay, you know, this I is like the Star Trek motion picture in terms of pacing in some ways. You know, not in a negative way. I mean, like in the Robert Weiss director's cut edition way, right? But uh, I imagine season two is more like four episodes of Rathacon style stuff. You know, but whatever. We'll see. I I I hope he comes back after two. I think he will. I mean, when you just hear his, when you hear when you when you hear his unlikely to return comments, they don't sound so so unlikely to me. It sounds like just it won't be like really soon. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get some equivalency, somebody else. I imagine if if Tony was like ten years younger, they would have done at least three seasons. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think like I think we all underestimate how incredibly difficult, as well versed and well you know articulate we are on behind the scenes stuff. It's just really hard to make this stuff. And then, you know, Any art is, man. it's super yeah. hard. And so some people don't have it in them to do it forever. I mean, Lucas didn't. So, you know, it does yeah. happen. That's fair. All right. Well, I think and we did it, you guys. That. Yeah. Um, I think we'll, we'll be back uh, Monday at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific Center time. If any news breaks over the weekend, I'll jump back on. And um, anybody else is invited to come who wants to come, of course. And uh, yeah, so thank thank you for for joining us today, Mister Thug. Uh, you could subscribe to his YouTube channel at the Comics Binge, right? Please. That's correct. The, the Comic correct. Binge, the, the Comic Comic binge. binge. No the, yes. no the, no no the, no the, 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 but no, it's not in comics. It's just a comic. Binge. Oh, comic bit, the comic. Yeah, got yeah. it, got it, got yeah, it. Got it's all good. Same difference, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, it's very clear now. We all understand. As I am making Star Wars as. <laughs> And then every, everybody knows where to find find Star Wars Meg, um, who's also boomerming at AOL.com. Uh, I met her during her hot hotmail phase, but AOL.com phase is what most people know her from. Meg, I still have 15 hours of free AOL. Do you want that? I can I can uh, mail that floppy to you tomorrow if you if you'd like. Um, I'm gonna have to decline your your request for, um, for well, your floppy. Fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meg doesn't wouldn't, want wouldn't be the first wouldn't be the first British woman to do that <laughs> right everybody uh, thank, thank you for joining us today we'll see you guys on Monday probably 
probably or never who knows this might be the last show ever uh i can't even end the show i don't even know where i put the fucking put the ending you know what there it is it's i found it come on let's go hey it's the end of the show come on let's go hey it's the end of the show come on let's go hey you know you should go come on let's go it's not about spaceships 